to another fly casual. Tonight we're talking the manliest man movie that ever manned a man. It's Tombstone Night on Fly Casual. So you're going to stick around because by the end of this, you'll be the one who wept. Fly Casual. Let's get ready to wrinkle! The never-ending story. <laughs> Wait, what are we talking about? We're talking about the fact that Howie's just playing YouTube videos from Stranger Things season three, bro. Bra. Oh yeah, yeah, bra, bra. Weren't you there, bro? It was weird. It's like he he switched gears so fast, like. I got lost. That's where I'm at. This has been a fantastically all different directions kind of night. Yeah, we just got done watching <laughs> Clue. Yeah. And watching Clue in and of itself will set you on about 13 different tracks. <laughs> <laughs> so my brain's ready to do some rapid fire synapsing. However, I'll probably be asleep in five minutes. It's gonna be like a I'm hard. I'm surprised crash. that Garrick isn't asleep already. I know. I already took my sleep. Dude, dude. has been drinking since eight this morning. That's right. Mm-hmm. Yep. You gotta do something for work. Yep. Yeah. He gets himself going in the morning. Yep. I heard that Garrick actually soaks his pillow in vodka and then freezes it so that when he goes nom, to sleep, nom, it's nom, nice nom. and cool. But when he wakes up, mm-hmm. he's already inhaling the alcohol. <laughs> nom, 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 nom. That's what I yeah. hear. Wow. Wow. That's how, that's how you have the best dreams. <laughs> <laughs> Not on the melatonin. That's how you have the weirdest dreams. You ever do the tonin? You ever, you ever, you ever smoke the tonin? There, Mike. Uh, that's a negatory, good buddy. Oh I man, you snort it. The tonin? No, no, no. You freebase it, or you crush it up and put it in a suppository and stick it up your butt. But uh, I mean, do the, that's the, just the, the over the, the counter. Spoon, this is the whole spoon on the lighter thing. I'm not sure what that is, but I'll do that maybe. Yeah, I, yeah, I think we <laughs> covered stuff? it. Maybe I don't know. <laughs> But either way, the tonins, you take the tonins for one night, you're like, oh man, I think I had a weird dream. The second night you take tonins, you're like, I think, I'm not, I don't feel rested. And the third night you take the tonins, you wake up in the morning and then you're like, oh man, the aliens and the laser beams are attacking and I got to get the hot dogs to fight off the bass fish. <laughs> that sounds awesome. Yeah. You don't yeah, know what's actually, going on. That does sound amazing. It, it's, it's, I mean, it's got its perks. I'm not I love gonna, me a good hot dog. Yeah. yeah. Same. Yeah. No, you don't it's eat same. the hot dogs. You fight off the bass fish. That are teaming oh, up with no. the aliens with the lasers. I can't eat the hot dog. That's some good escapism there. You actually, why, shoot them out the hot dog launcher. Actually, if you can keep a hot dog, you gotta have a good casing. Gotta have a good snap casing. Mm. None of that Oscar Mayer mm. garbage. Mm. You gotta have a good snap casing so it'll stay on the hook. A little slice of hot dog, you'll net yourself a, a award-winning catfish, is what you will. You'll be eating catfish no, fritters. No, 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 no. You need <laughs> the linked hot dogs. The that in dogs. the Gatling gun. Oh, like, like the Ninja Turtles uh, yeah. hot dogs, like like Michelangelo's, <laughs> like, you know, nunchucking yeah, hot dogs. But you put them in yeah. a Gatling gun style thing and it goes, ta, 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 and it's just one long string of hot dogs. Oh, you're still talking about fighting off the bass fish. Well, that's, uh, yeah, you got a good point. We are all over the place. I don't you know. Just what have a, about. You just have a bandolier of hot dogs yes. that it feeds in. It's funny. We've been talking about Absolutely. hot dogs and weird shit right now. We haven't even brought up poop yet. That is oh, amazing. Stop. I'll be upstairs. <laughs> Pooping? Pooping. Probably. Well, you do have a bunch of those gummy things over there. That's true. You got the gummies, and I know you got pizza and garlic bread in you, too, so it's only Truth. a matter of time. Truth. That's what biology taught me. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Five Casual, hey. episode number... Hey. 267. 267. And tonight, yes. 
We're going to be talking about the film. The manliest spec, man movie the, the, all That ever man to man. I borrowed that phrase from Garrick. It just substituted the nouns out. Josie and the Pussycats. Tombstone. <laughs> oh, Tombstone. We still have oh. Josie and the Pussycats up. I know. We really do because I feel Son like that's one that a lot of people haven't seen. Yeah. But, yeah. Uh, but, but tonight that, it's... More people need to be turned on to Josie and the Pussycats. That's true. But tonight it's a celebration it of is Tombstone. Man. Yeah, we did Beards not that long ago. And it's kind of You know, the next man Yep. Yep. Mm-hmm. yep. It's like a combination of the facial hair and the three amigos. Yeah, episode. They had a they had a baby, and that baby was Tombstone. This is the third third movie in the trilogy. (laughs) (laughs) You don't know how bad I want to grow a mustache now. Yeah, no idea. After listening to that episode, you weren't there for now, and you can't. I was there for that episode. You're not able to grow a mustache. Feel like you haven't been here for ages. (laughs) (laughs) I don't. I'm talking about watching Tombstone, man. Does the gunfights come with that kind of mustache? Maybe. I I don't. Have any six shoes? You want to do any? Depends gun, on how much wax you put in it. Oh no! I want to. I want to skin that smoke wagon and see what happens. <laughs> skin. <laughs> I, I I'm ready to skin a smoke wagon right I'm now. I'm surprised we're not already skinning smoke wagons. I'll be perfectly honest with you. That was the I wrong mean, way to oh, put it. There there's, there's the first big yawn out of Mike of the night. Get yeah. ready, boys. Oh, he boy. only started his. Uh, Whatever drink he's drinking. Yeah, I know. We, we, got I little, we got a little rum, little Diet Mountain Dew tonight. There's no Red Bull. I'm concerned. I got Red Bull right there. Okay. In my, in my pink okay. In your pink <laughs> igloo cooler. You know, like, that, that's supposed to squeeze between the bucket seats of a minivan. You know what, boys? When you reach, <laughs> when you reach a certain age of manhood, <laughs> certain things don't matter to you anymore. Yep. I don't give a shit. I remember what when people you think when about you first me walking down the street when you first cooler. employed the pinky clue to come to <laughs> uh, to come to the podcast. We was like, look at Mike is pretty pink cooler. He's like, I think about getting old. I don't give a crap what anybody thinks about my cooler. That's the other thing about getting old. You keep repeating yourself. Yep, that's right. <laughs> over and over. That's how people learn. Damn that's it. right. That's how you grow it in. <laughs> he's not. He's not repeating himself. You're just dumb. There's wisdom. Yeah. He's saying it over and over to make you remember. You wouldn't remember the first one if you didn't say it second time. That's right, motherfucker. The wisdom of the ages, my friends. Oh man, we sound like we've been drinking a lot. Old people know more than we give them credit for. What are you saying? That's true. That's true. That's why they're Especially combi- the ones that are dead. That's why right now they're a combination of hiding in their houses they're, they're and away. out just licking everything <laughs> everywhere, not giving any Fs. Wow, wow. My mother, my mother was like, maybe for Easter we'll come over and we'll hide some eggs in the yard and then we'll sit in the car while she goes and finds them. <laughs> Of and I'm like, you're technically my immediate family. I think that government says that makes us immune to each other, right? So- Actually, we're, we're breaking the <laughs> law right works. now, I think. Probably, but, but you know I what? would say no, that this no. is a required this, a requirement. This is necessary this is mandatory. Travel. This is necessary service. Yes. We right. are essential. Aren't we? We're also <laughs> yes. under... We're essential. Also, we are all under 10. <laughs> Maturity-wise. Yes. That's the requirement, uh, that's right? That's true. If, you're, if it's yeah. under 10... You're okay, and yep. I think mentally did you, did you and emotionally. Hear the poop we all... references earlier in the yeah. in the hot dogs. Definitely emotionally. Yeah, yeah, Gatling gun hot dogs. Come on. Yeah. I mean, come on. Come on. Come on. Come on. I'm, hey, everybody. I'm drawing it in my trapper keeper right now. <laughs> I didn't have a trapper <laughs> keeper when I was ten. That was like that was a big boy purchase. Oh my gosh, you didn't get a trapper keeper? Not until middle school. I didn't need Sorry, one. Man. I didn't get a trapper actually, keeper. Tells I don't know that I'm telling either. the truth. You didn't get the ones with the geometric designs oh, on man, it? Oh, man, it looked oh, like yeah. space, but it was really just a bunch <laughs> yeah. of spheres and lines. Yeah. But I'm like, yeah. It looks like planets. That's like Saturn, kind of. a bunch of space lines. Yeah. That's what I had. It's like a combination between planets and a big game of marbles. <laughs> Bat fight! Bat fight! Hey, everybody. I'm Corey. Over there's Mike. 
Hello. Hey. How you doing? Hey. All I'm right. back. Yep. I'm here. Yep. How's I'm that? sitting down here. How's that baby doing? How's the baby? <laughs> I'm good. <laughs> Baby's doing great. <laughs> Everybody's healthy. <laughs> um. Yeah. When's When's the second due date? Um, May 12th. I'm, t- I'm trying to figure out if Mike listened to the last couple episodes because I'm banking on no. No. <laughs> I I think I listened to one of the episodes, but uh, yeah, I have no idea what you're talking about. <laughs> Speaking of having no idea what we're talking about over there, Master Control, Mr. Stephen J. Howie. I have never have any idea what anybody's talking about. How can you follow this dribble? It's nonsense. Mm, yeah, well, I'm about to drink this whole bottle of Pendleton. Pendleton. It's yeah. not a bad make all the pain go away. Canada, Canada yeah. whiskey. There. Well, someone did tell me if you drink enough alcohol, you can't get infected with coronavirus. So I know, yeah. right? It right <sighs> I mean, yeah. that's why I keep telling people, but they don't listen to me. I'm like, just stay away from the isopropyl and you'll be fine. Well, I don't think they can actually understand the words that are coming out of your mouth because you're slurring your speech yeah, so that's much. Right. You're trying to that's set now, an example. That Corey, you did say that you had another uh, bottle of something that I left here. Uh, you know where oh, that's is at? that the uh, the red breast? Yes, there is some of that left. What? It's over in that mess over there because Ooh, unfortunately, saw. so uh, I'll have to take partake in that later. Uh, I have the luxury of working from home, but what that hey, unfortunately so means? So do I and my wife. Me too. Great. What that but actually unf- working? Actually, it's really good that your wife works from home <laughs> rather than the hospital. That would really suck. Um, but that means that that corner of the studio where I roost for 12 hours a day <laughs> is a nightmare right now. And what so. he's saying is he does shots all day while he's working. I don't do that. But at night when I'm sitting there playing games because I'm a glutton for punishment, it's... Yes. Uh, you know, well, he's got pee bottles over there and little plastic bags. No, yeah, I wouldn't point you at the pee bottles. I wouldn't. No, those are under the desk yeah. where I can accidentally kick them. Pardon them me. Over. They don't have lids out. on them, though. Because I want them to be able to just evaporate naturally. You know, a lot of guys Aromatic. are doing now. They're like drilling a hole or boring a hole in their seat and just put a little. Potty, oh, in the seat, a little potty <sighs> chair underneath. Uh, <sighs> so you just you can just shit right there. Just a five gallon bucket right there. Right there. Put a chamber pot. Yeah, why not? Exactly. Why not? I like to do things the old fashioned way. I'm like I'm like super Amish. But what I'm saying it gives you an opportunity to make a conveyor belt that. Takes the poop and moves it to a more yeah, you need to be careful. Location. I've been playing a lot of space engineers, I and I might get excited why, and run right over to my that ratty PC <laughs> and start making poop conveyors <laughs> right now. There Speaking of go. poop conveyors, across the poop pond and down a few is Mr. Garrick Nache Hardy. I'm a poop conveyor. Yeah. You know what this? You know what this uh, podcast is? Uh, poop conveyor. Any, any poop? number of negative things no. could be so very cosmopolitan. Yes. Yes, I'm making, I'm making the fingers for a monocle. <laughs> George the Fifth would be proud. The quote from the movie. <laughs> <laughs> gotcha. He did. You, we walked right into that. But it's not time to talk about the movie. It's time to talk about some <laughs> dockety docketness. A little late on the trigger there. Oh. Please to forgive. Never. What's up your docket? Um, we'll show you later. Uh But Uh no, nervous. We were talking about the Ozarks earlier, and you mean you mean Blue Show? Blue Show? Yeah, Blue Show, the show of blue. Mm -hmm. The show that is constantly filtered in blue, and I can't watch it because there's no color anywhere in it because it's just everything is blue all the time. Well, that's artistic. You wouldn't get it. Yeah, you wouldn't Probably get wouldn't. it. 
So the third <laughs> season came out, and the wife and I we finished it in five days. Wow. That's like two episodes a day. Ozark. I watched, I think, two episodes. Netflix. And you know what I said? At the end of two episodes of Ozark, I went, I would like this show if it weren't blue. Not blue like, you know, wieners and balls jokes the whole time, but blue is in literally blue. If anybody ever saw the movie Payback and went, wow, that movie was blue. This is Payback was a great movie. Payback is a great movie. I guess I've never realized it was so filtered blue. It is stinking blue. Blue, 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 blue. No, that's just the trees. I wanted to watch the show, and I googled, <laughs> "Does it ever not be blue?" And then literally, the internet went, "No, well, it's goddamn blue I, the whole I time." I really kind of think you're at fault because when I look at this monitor that you've given me to look at, <laughs> it's all blue. I'm punishing you for how much you like Ozark. <laughs> no, I think you just ruin your monitor to just show blue. Mm, that could be. Yeah, I bet if we hooked it up with VGA instead of DVI, it wouldn't be blue; it'd just be blurry. <laughs> <laughs> How he's the being honest. The monitor that is hooked up to the studio PC is broken and it only shows blue and yellow. So everything looks very, very blue. Yep. There is no magenta. All right. So what makes Ozark so watchable? <sighs> the story. <laughs> the story, man. No, the, the, the story. It's all about the, the story. All about the chick what intros the Downton Abbey, the Laura Linney. And Laura Linney, who you yeah. hate but begin to like, but then you start like, eh, and then you like again. And then Arrested um, Development's in it, too. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. But no, it's uh, about a family who finds out that they got wrapped up into the drug cartel, a Mexican drug cartel, no, and they're trying to survive it. They're trying to get out so without is, getting sucked right back. Jason this Bateman is, is laundering money. So this is Walt in the Ozarks. <laughs> yep. Without the meth, I guess. without the meth, no math. yeah, they're not it's money laundering. There's, there's no, yeah, it's money laundering. Not he's like meth. a he's a he's a hot shot accountant that gets caught up in the first episode in a in a Ooh, bad situation. Really? Yeah. So yeah. The hero is an accountant. Yeah, go ahead and mock accountants, Mike. I'm not. I'm an accountant. I know. <laughs> Actually, he's pretty ba, and I think you would like it because he uses all of his smart. The show to get has out all the, the trappings of a great show. It's just got an extra trapping that I can't get past. Justin yeah. Bateman, right? Justin, yeah. Justin Bateman. Yeah. Yeah, not Jason Justine. That would be no, which would be I would Jason. watch. That would be Jason Bateman. Yeah. But he hates it when people call him Justin Bateman. Why? He thinks him and his How do you, people think do him you know and his him? sister are twins, and they call her Justine, and he's Justin. No, you can tell they're not because she's aged nine hundred years, yes. and he's aged like three. <laughs> I know. Yeah, yeah. He's taking care of himself. She hasn't. Yeah, but we know uh, I, I always find him entertaining because of. He just plays that. He's kind of I like, him, a, I like he's, him better in dramatic roles yeah. than I do in comedic roles. Actually, he's yeah. had kind of a bit of a rev- renaissance, right, in his career. Oh, in the last well, years. yeah, he disappeared for ever, two decades. Yeah. Ozarks is is an extremely popular show now. Oh, yeah, very much. Uh, well, he was on it. He's on the comeback before that. Yeah, and he's definitely. This is definitely gearing up for a fourth season. No, like seriously, uh, Jason Bateman was literally like uh, Valerie's family, and then the Hogan family because it changed when they kicked off Valerie. And uh, and, then and they was, brought in Sandy Duncan, and then he, he disappeared teen, for twenty years. Well, then he was Teen Wolf too. Oh, that's right. Then he was Teen Wolf too. <laughs> then he disappeared. Teen Wolf T O O. Another thing uh, that's I find very very interesting about the show is like the kids. Uh, they're they're pretty well off family. Um, they're both high, fairly. I won't say high profile people, but they're up there. They make a lot of money, and and so they're they're kids, from the north suburbs. Of the Chicago. kids are kind of. <laughs> 
bratty, spoiled kids and seeing them have to deal with what position they're put in now is is interesting. The show is Shit's Creek without the comedy. Yeah, it's a very serious <laughs> show. They're actually the one thing I dislike about it is they it's F bomb crazy. Oh yeah. It's uh I mean, I don't mind F bombs, but when when, when it's like, like you start 50 realizing in an episode, it's, it's kind of yeah, like okay, it's yeah, it's double too much. digits of the words yeah. in the script. You're like, okay, even if you were super mad, you don't sound like this. Yeah. <laughs> so that's one thing I'm like, uh, they could really dial those back to make it more <laughs> realistic. How and, much more good dialogue could they squeeze in? <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no, they they have definitely a good cast and and they've developed some really great characters and um it's the thing is you don't really know the directions they're going to take it, which is right. kind of the, a lot of things are very, a lot of things you watch are very uh, transparent. You're like, Oh, okay. I see where this is going. Mm. This you're like, I'm, I mean, I can see it maybe going a few different ways, but I really don't know. Right. So that's also entertaining. Nice. I'm next. Whoa. Jeez. Wow. I watch, wow. I watch. Cause okay. I try to do different orders every time. You guys. And I hate sa- saving myself for last. Not because I don't want to go last, because I'm afraid I'll talk way too long if I go last. Um, I've not watched a lot. I have Same. been. I have ex- been experiencing a, like I said earlier, a renaissance of uh, the space engineers. Uh, the little single player space engineers started off on. I do a survival, and I start off on the planet. So you got to do that whole thing. Like, oh, how am I going to break out of the atmosphere? And then I space engineer some stuff up. And have successfully gotten to space. First time I did, I forgot to turn up the range of the beacon on my ship. And I floated away to get some stuff. And I turned around and I was looking at space without my ship in it. Uh-oh. Oh, and I floated around oh, no. for like 10 oh, minutes no. trying to find my ship before I suffocated and died trying to break atmosphere without Son my ship. Bitch. So that You're the was, worst engineer in space I know, ever. dude. Like space is like really big and my ship is really not. But then I, but I had saved the blueprint and I built a 3D printer in the game, so I was able to recreate the ship very quickly. Made some augmentations, turned up the range on the beacon. Now I'm just hopping around from asteroid to asteroid, mining like you got to do. You know what I'm saying? Like you do. Looking for them rare, like spa- rare space minerals, and uh, that's mm-hmm. working out fine. Uh, have been watching. You know, I'm, I mentioned. Uh, I'm just doing a couple of short, quick ones here. You You're know, double dipping. I am because I don't have anything I Can't really want to get into that chip. much. It's like putting um, your whole mouth in the bowl. I mentioned that I've been watching the Curse <laughs> of Oak Island a lot. Uh, we're caught up on that, and now I'm watching the kind of spinoff reality show. And <laughs> no, for real, spinoff. We it's still haven't found the Treasure Island. That, but now there's a new show called The Curse of Civil War Gold, or so, I can't remember the name of it now. I think that's what it is. What? Why is all this treasure cursed? I don't Who know. Actually, I don't know Who's why. Who's doing this cursing? I know why they claim the first one's curse. I think this one is just a cause to keep the brand. But this one's about the Confederate gold that supposedly uh, Jefferson Davis had on him when they captured him. And who stole it. And the Union soldiers that might have laundered some of it by like opening up banks and buying gold mines to launder all the gold that they stole. And that some of it's in the bottom of Lake Michigan. This show is not remotely as good as Curse of Oak Island, if such a thing could be claimed. Sounds like I shall Ozark. claim it. But it has uh, it has a, a fellow Alouette or Alouette Olivet graduate. On yeah, Garrick. you're slurring your speech. I know, dude. I, this, yeah. I, this I told you I made Corey this strong. strong. I know. I'm getting there fast. Uh, a fellow. Yeah. While I'm talking about my alma mater, which will you know expel you if you get caught drinking. 
Uh, but yeah, a fellow Olivet <laughs> grad is on that show. One of the okay, one of the still, cast. They'll take away your diploma, man. <laughs> they will. They'll come. They'll screwed. steal. They'll steal the little laminated word one out of my wallet. <laughs> <laughs> did you guys get? Did you get those? When we graduated, one. they gave us the full-on diploma and a little laminated one to carry in your wallet, just in case anybody didn't believe that you were but, educated. But the the laminated version wasn't credit card size; it was size. It was, it was slightly bigger, slightly so bigger, so, so it doesn't fit. You have to have a right. huge wallet. <laughs> like, why is your wallet yeah. so big? Well, funny you should ask. <laughs> well, let, let me whip me, this yeah. out <laughs> because I have a BS in art. <laughs> I think those became popular after I graduated. I didn't even know they were popular. I thought that was I like we were just they really. Were Dumb. popular yeah I, I prefer to think that's unique i've us. seen the high school versions of those oh really well there you I've go the proof the is in the pudding right there but <laughs> i've not seen it the was basically version. a high school yeah but that's pretty much what we did. we went to church camp for college <laughs> four years of church camp <laughs> well, at least the bears practiced at your church camp. after yeah. we graduated <laughs> no 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 yeah they were there uh, two summers because I worked on. No, campus. you were there. You were there the summer when you guys were prepping for them. I thought I didn't think they started till the next nope, year. I was there. Oh, yeah, weird. Derek was there. So yeah. shut I was your there, damn man. mouth. We couldn't. We couldn't check our mail because oh, that right. place was blocked off. We had to only go in at certain bear. times. Yeah, I remember. I remember. You, now I remember you guys telling us about telling me about that and how it was, and me thinking, "Wow, as if it didn't suck enough already." <laughs> now, like my favorite yeah. sports team will be there, and it will suck even more somehow. I saw Erlocker from like half a mile away. Was yeah, like, you did. You could tell because he was gigantic, white <laughs> yeah, and bald. It was like it was like life size, but he was half a mile away. <laughs> but still life size somehow. <laughs> wow. So, so big. Yeah, and then okay, future docket plans this weekend. I will be watching watching Tiger King. Well, I expect you to give us full info on that next. I'm week. wondering if it's Garrick's docket. Next week, no, we're going to no. talk about it. You're going to talk about it next week. Okay. No, I'll go next. Not next week. Two weeks. No, next now. week. <laughs> I, I'll, I'll participate. I said that on purpose. <laughs> I'll participate if somebody wants to talk about it. I will talk about it two weeks from now. I'll talk about it right now. That's fine. It's gonna, oh, gonna, there we go. I'm going to do go a two for docket, too. Well, okay. I'm oh, no. Double dipping. All right, Garrett, your turn. double dipping. <laughs> <laughs> Mike, go ahead. Go oh. ahead. No, no, no. Okay, so Tiger King. No, Garrett, I'm not going to give anything away, but Tiger King, I've already watched the whole thing. Me and my wife started. <laughs> what, you all right? I'm getting hit hard. <laughs> Take a breath. Get through. I know I want to guzzle. <laughs> I know you do, but we need you. <laughs> the instinct. We need you, brother. The, I'm trying to cope with the, the freaking being trapped in the house for three weeks. I know. I feel you. Okay. I feel you. All right. So, okay. So, Tiger King. <laughs> we... Uh, <laughs> We watched. We started watching this the other night. My family started watching it first. So I like it's a. I hear it's a family program. <laughs> it is not a family uh, program. <laughs> depends on your family. Well, I it's guess it's an Archibald family program. <laughs> okay, there you go. <laughs> so my family watched it first. So I'm starting getting all these texts about the stupid tiger thing. I'm like, oh my gosh, stop, just stop. And, yeah, dude. Like Reddit, Imager, all the Twitters, yeah. everything. And when my, when my family gets going to see, I, <laughs> we have a text chain with my entire family. So there's like 30 oh of us. Oh my god. You mean you don't mean your your wow your family. 30? You mean your family. I mean my family. As someone who I'm has like, a lot of firsthand experience with Mike's family. Like there's nieces on there now that yeah. are old enough to be part of the this I mean, I know. Uh, so yeah, anyway, I feel old enough already. So they're Thanks. they're chatting all this stuff up, and so we're like, all right, let's watch so we know what they're talking about. Yeah, we've been watch binge watched the whole thing in one day. Oh my god! Wow, <laughs> how long are the episodes? They are about an hour long. Oh, no, no, 40, I want to say forty-five minutes. Forty-five yeah, minutes—that's pretty normal. 
And um, yeah, but there's eight episodes and yeah, we just powered through. We couldn't stop. It's, it's, I would akin it to what, I mean, the old cliche of, uh, you know, it's a train wreck and you just can't avert your gaze. You just, you, you're like, no, there, it can't get any worse than that. Oh shit. <laughs> they just it's got like, worse. Wow. It's like, how are these, it's like you see these stereotypes on, in movies and TVs. <laughs> On the TV, and you're like, "There's no way that can exist." So no, no, they do. My wife, life, my wife said to my people. kid out of the blue this evening, "Honey, what would be your very favorite meal? That if you could have whatever meal you want, what would it be?" And my daughter is instantly my my nine year old is wise. Coming from my wife, she's like, "What what is this about?" Like you know, it's like it's like Cliff Huxable. What do you want? You know what I mean? Yeah. And my wife's like, well, mommy and daddy are going to have a date night tomorrow night. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, this is to watch Tiger King. And I start laughing because here's my wife trying to bribe my daughter with something to keep her occupado. <laughs> right. And I'm like, well, how about we just give her the house and we'll take the smaller TV and go sit out on the back porch and watch TV. Because I feel like this seems like the exact show to watch TV outside with. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> yeah, actually, it would. <laughs> exactly. I'll give you, a, I'll just give you a quick like broad sweeping synopsis. Okay. Right. So this, this filmmaker and his wife go out and they want to cover the whole like exotic, like private zoo industry across the country. There's these private zoos where there's the controversy of, you know, petting young tigers and things like that going right. on. And, uh, getting Siegfried and Royd. Right. So they go, they start down this path and then they get into the, into the shit show. Yeah. And then, <laughs> That's what they didn't realize they were bargaining for at the time. <laughs> Not at all. And then and then they start following this this guy, this one guy specifically, and then they just make a left turn and they just follow that path and, and wow. just go wherever it takes them. And, and it's just like... <sighs> they realized they had something. <laughs> oh my God, to say the least. And for this... How, in, in that situation, how do you how do you turn to like your significant other or your partner or whatever and you go, okay, listen... <laughs> You're sitting in like a seedy motel somewhere. I know what we plan, but I feel like a the world needs to know that this is a thing, and b we are going to make so much more money. Well, dude, but we have to pretend like all of this is normal for the next seven months, dude. Like all the plants align for this too, right? Because this comes out just as Corona hits. Yeah, and everybody's so everybody's like I have. Like, okay, I get into all the big shows and they come out, you know, Strange Things yeah, and all that. Right. I have, I don't remember the internet lighting up for anything like this other than Baby Yoda. Yeah. <laughs> and it's bigger than Baby Yoda, man. It, it is insane. <laughs> it is. So I can't wait for you guys. I don't know if you're planning to partake in it or not. No, I'm planning on it. Yeah. So I'm not as excited as you guys. Are. I think I'm going to have to mix the same drink that I mixed. Tonight. There might have to be an episode on this. I don't know. Yeah, it's it's kind of like my obsession with weird movies. You just watch it. It just gets weirder and yeah. weirder. Right. Right. And so, and so you get to the end, you're like, and I'm just, I just like laughing my ass off. Yeah. Every No. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> All right. Now I've played enough online games with Garrick on discord. <laughs> I know his wife and his tastes. And it's not just from online games, but more most recently, because you will hear them laughing at the television while he's playing games. And it's usually Garrett goes, did he just? But it's his wife going, like, she's dying laughing. And it's not the kind of laughs like someone made a joke and I find it humorous. It's that person's an idiot and I'm laughing at them kind of laugh. And so, like. I know exactly where, and so I'm a little nervous because that's normally like the kind of stuff where you laugh at people instead of with yeah. them. 
I get I get nervous about, but this okay. seems like such an insane train wreck. I feel like I might as well just strap in, have a drink, and go. I mean, go. I do have to be honest about this. After you watch this, you feel bad. Sort of. Yeah, I, that's the, what I'm seeing from friends on Twitter. I'm going, I kind of wish I didn't watch it. <laughs> it's like at the end of the road, you're like, okay, there's a lot of humor here. It is hilarious. But I expected, it's a shit show. I expected denouement. I expected resolution. <laughs> Uh-uh. But when you get to no. the end, it's like I you almost feel bad for thinking of it being funny because there's some really serious things that have happened. Mm -hmm. And you're like, uh <laughs> but like I said, the freak show along the way just is like it's mind blowing. It's just <laughs> mind blowing. I am I am I am nervously looking forward to this. I really am. Uh, It'll be interesting yeah. to see what you guys think. Okay, the other one, real quick, and, and I won't spend as much time on this because we've already covered it, but um, on Howie's sort of um, recommendation, I suppose, I've started watching The Crown. Oh, the yeah. Crown. The Crown. I freaking love that oh, show. Oh, it is dude. one of the yeah. most yeah. brilliant show. Oh, shows. my Lord. Oh, I yeah. just, I, you know, I just kind the of when you brought it up the first time, and, yeah. then, and then you talk, brought it up one or two more times. I'm like, okay, I got to give this a shot. Yeah. I could watch more Crown if I had like two yeah. weeks off of work. So I had like, I was stress free and well rested. Right. But sure. otherwise, my mind wanders too much when I watch the show. It's great and I love it, but I just, I the, can't match its speed very well. We're about, we're about, I don't know, a quarter of the way through the second season. Yeah. So the, the, the episode that stands out to me that I'll bring up is the episode with, um, Lithgow as, um, oh, yeah. Churchill. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And it's the episode where the artist comes to, um, paint him, and oh, then he yeah. ends up yeah. not liking the painting. Yep. The dialogue between him and the artist is talk about high art, man. Mm -hmm. Oh, it gets me. It's giving me chills thinking about it. It was great. Yeah. Um, because there's this there's a scene where they're talking, and Churchill is an artist as well. Yeah. Right. He's a, an amateur artist, mm -hmm. and <clears throat> they're having this conversation. Also, uh, uh, known as a, a, an opinionated guy. Yes, <laughs> maybe, maybe a little opinionated. So, yes, he's very skeptical of the artist and what he, you know, what's going to end up happening. And by the way, anybody who hasn't heard us talk about the show before and just heard Lithgow as Churchill and went, "Wait, what?" It totally works. Yeah, it, wow. that is something mm -hmm. that does not look good on paper. I will when say this: see it, Gary Oldman was a better Churchill, but not by much. Not sure. by that far. Yeah, I haven't seen that movie yet. I want to. Now. That's really. Yeah, I know. That's exactly <laughs> yeah. the reason I watched it because yeah. of Lithgow. Yep. yep. But there, that scene though, there's a conversation because they both before they met each other, they studied up on on one another, right? Yeah. yeah. They, they looked at their each other's art and whatnot. And the artist is very astute. He goes, "You keep painting this pond. Why do you keep painting this pond?" And as they talk and whatnot, it's, I'm getting choked up thinking about it. Oh my god! <laughs> I'm <laughs> sorry. I haven't seen this episode. It's great because he 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 comes to realize Churchill doesn't even understand this until he starts talking about it. Mm -hmm. Um, he, he realizes he starts painting this pond after his daughter dies. Oh, yeah. At, at a young age. Mm -hmm. And it's just it, like there's a moment where they're talking and it hits him. And he just like he stops yeah. talking and he oh, sits yeah. back in his chair. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Mike, by the way, <laughs> I can see my reflection in Mike's eyes right now. They are that glassy. <laughs> I'm not joking. It's, that uh, is a great show, man. Yeah. I can't recommend it highly enough. Well, it's not only very well written, but very well acted. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And superbly oh. cast as well. Yes. Just yeah. amazing. Beth Smith. <laughs> Matt Smith. Matt Smith is so B.A. I've never appreciated Prince Philip as much as I do now. No one ever did 
until this. And they're like, oh, Doctor Who's Prince Philip. Okay. 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 And then you watch her like, oh, God damn. Oh, come on, man. Yeah. <laughs> no, we're actually, yeah. I get where he's coming from. Okay. Yeah. I see it now. Yeah. Now you look at old man Prince Philip and you're like, you are the sweetest thing. I never even noticed you. I thought you were like some kind of governor or some dude. I didn't even know you were her husband walking by and we're with three other dudes in the exact same outfit, but I love you so much. <laughs> <laughs> and actually just just the the um just Queen Elizabeth herself and oh, what she oh, represents yeah. and how you know she was taken from just going to have a normal life to all of a sudden pulled in oh suddenly I'm I'm a queen yep. Wait, you know yeah. and hey, she's doing a rare address either tonight or tomorrow really uh, probably tomorrow at this point I would imagine most of them are barely waking up, if that. <laughs> if that. Yeah, yeah, but, what time is yeah, it over there? About the uh, the uh, pandemic situation. Of course. Queen doesn't do a lot of, of those anymore. Yeah. Doesn't do a lot of those. Well, there's she reasons. Do a queen speech? Yeah. <laughs> she yeah. is. Like the movie? She's going to get up and do her British royalty thing where they she don't probably close won't their mouths. They just put their teeth against their bottom lip. She probably won't be standing. <laughs> oh, yeah. She's still standing. All right. She'll be that's holding it for her me, corgi. man. Garrick, dock it. Doc, here we go. You ready for this, guys? Boom. <laughs> they had a new, there's a new uh, DC animated movie that came out <sighs> called <laughs> Superman Red Sun. Oh, really? did that just come yes. out? Really? Just the animated uh, uh, movie. Just was there out. a moving comic version of it? I feel there like was there... a, it's, it's a comic storyline that's, has oh, I know that. In the past, but. I don't know about moving. Comics. I thought there was like one. You know what I mean, though? Like the moving comics where they just barely animate the comic art. Yeah, it just kind of moves a little yeah. bit. It's like they do panning. Because I like, feel like there's been stuff down for a long time, but OK. All right. How was yeah. it? They fully animated it. Yeah. It was man. I love that really? storyline. If uh, I don't if people don't know what that uh, storyline involves, it's more or less a what if. Yeah. Uh, what if Superman, when he landed on Earth, landed in communist Russia oh, instead yeah, of like, yes, 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 yes the Midwest America yep. and uh, he became like a Stalin's right hand man and all that stuff. It's, it's a great movie. Like not just the animation, but you know, it's Superman. So obviously there's cool stuff happening, but actually it's like deeper messages of like communism and capitalism and all this stuff. It's actually, I don't, I wouldn't call it like overly intellectual, but it does make you think about different things, I suppose. And it's just cool to see like, people in the what if situations like Superman taking over the uh, Soviet Union yeah. and trying to like, he wants, he wants to make it a better place, but he realizes it's super hard and all this stuff. And then you got uh, uh, like a communist Batman who's like um, trying to take down Superman and all this stuff. And I don't want to spoil too much of it, but man, it's, it's so good. It's worth a watch if you get your hands on it. Right. I'm looking forward to that. I thought that had been out a long time. I had no idea that that was newer. I I'm, believe so. Yeah. I just, now see some of the recent DC. I've seen it in. I just saw it at the store the other day. Oh so, man. Yeah. Some of the recent DC animated films of the last five six years, I found pretty disappointing. Um, I used to love them. I used to love them because they all just tasted like Justice League, and Justice League Unlimited was it called? Yeah. Which I liked a lot. Um, but like some of the recent ones, like, cause you know, everybody's getting old. So they're recasting the voices. And I feel like the people who are doing the voice casting are like smoking the worst crack. You <laughs> the know what voice I mean? cast is a little bit, uh, a strange for this one. I think. Trying okay. to remember, well, like, you know, does Superman have a Russian accent? 
Yeah. All right, that's fine then. That's fine. That's all. <laughs> that, all is forgiven as long as Superman has a Russian accent. I just yeah yeah. Um, it's it's Russian esque. I should say it's Jason <laughs> Isaacs is is Superman. Whoa, is, you, Lucius you Malfoy is Superman. Yeah, you can't really tell because you know he's he's doing the the accent. Doing the Russian. And Diedrich, Diedrich Bader is Lex Luthor. Oh, weird. Yeah, that's he can, weird. And he's not disguising his voice, and you can totally tell it's him. Oh it's wow. Great. Yeah, there is some there was some weird ones. Like I remember like wasn't the dude from like Weeds Superman in one of the ju- recent Justice League movies? And I was just like, "Really? I feel like he should be the Flash, you know?" But uh yeah. But yeah, I'm I'm this is what I'm looking forward to cuz I've never read the comic. I know the story, like I've read the synopsis and stuff. So, I'm really looking forward to to seeing this. So, that one I might knock that one out this weekend, kind of think of it. Yeah. It's yeah. good stuff. Cool, cool. Well, guess what, boys? It's time for some new, 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 new. news. What, 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 what? News in the news. What's in the news? Mike? Well, boys. What? Michael. Yes. Michael. Yes. You might want to use the turbo boost. I'm uh, a little inebriated, so okay. I'm gonna sit back on my haunches. All right. I'm gonna let you. I'm gonna let you go. I'm, I'm gonna, gonna lead you, you. I'm gonna need I'm you, gonna guys you to finish. chime in, though. I'm gonna let you finish. But Beyonce, never mind. <laughs> That's what she said. Okay, so uh, the Mandalorian has had some. Uh, had some. I'm not gonna let you finish. <laughs> big announcements. I'm not. Gonna let you I'm not. I'm not Mike. <laughs> There's been some big announcements on the set of the Mandalorian the last couple They're weeks. Still doing that? The big it one feels really good to be excited about Star Wars. <laughs> it does. It really does. Mm-hmm. And it's not a movie, by the mm-hmm. way. Um, so anyway, so the big what movie, the big news a couple weeks ago was Rosario Dar, Rosario oh Dawson, Rosario Dawson, Rosario, Rosario Dawson. I'm looking at how he's just looking down go. at his iPad judgingly, tapped right now, <laughs> tapped to uh, play Ahsoka. Ahsoka. Boy, first off, is- if you're gonna say Rosario Dawson was tapped, yeah, oh. he'd take a moment. <laughs> was tapped by Corey in his dreams, dude. My girlfriend. Be respectful. <laughs> I'm so sorry. Be respectful. All right. So Ahsoka. My name's Corey. She's my girlfriend. See? <laughs> Boom. Yeah. Bam. That's like real <laughs> life stuff. Corey. All right. So we're going to get some live action Ahsoka saw some big news. Yes. But this was pretty awesome that this dropped this week. Bill Paxton is joining the cast. I didn't know no, this. From no, no, the grave. The thing Mike's about to say, I didn't know. And I'm almost... M- Almost. <laughs> Sam Elliott is almost close. I'm almost more excited about this than Rosario. Yeah. Almost. Uh, <laughs> uh, I'm, right. I am. Um, yeah. yeah. Michael Bain. Oh. Uh, is, is it Michael Bain or Michael Bean? I believe it's Ermigerd Merkel Byrne. Michael Bean? <laughs> I don't know. Mr. I don't Bean. know how to pronounce it. B I E H N. Kyle Reese. Kyle Reese. Kyle Reese. From the Terminator. OG Kyle oh, Reese. Some OG dude. Yeah. Johnny Ringo. Yeah, Johnny, Johnny Ringo. Ringo from uh, Tombstone. The little. Uh, Smells like somebody died. <laughs> All right, I'm getting started the early. Film, the little film that we're talking about here in just a minute. So, yeah, man, this Ringo is a big Ringo. one, man. I was pretty excited when I heard dude, this. Dude, okay, I was telling Mike this before uh, for the, the podcast tonight. I sat next to a dude junior high school in uh, advanced algebra or whatever the crap. Maybe a sophomore year. God, I don't know. Dude was a year older than me, and we had a horrible teacher, so we just goofed off the whole time. And we he realized we realized both of us were movie jerks, right? And he we were totally different people. I don't think outside of this class we would ever become friends, but we became tight in this class. You know what I mean? <laughs> right. One of those, like, we're in prison together, so we might as well learn to get along. <laughs> right. 
And this dude was like, we were talking about movies. Like, oh, I love movies too, man. You know, the kind of guy who is like only loves movies enough to say the words, oh, I love movies too. And he says, he's like, what do you think about, what, what do you think about dude from, 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 from Terminator, from Tombstone? What do you think about that? What, you know what? I'm like, oh, wait. He's like, yeah, the good Nobody dude. He was, he was in an ocean, with the underwater ocean movie. Like the, 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 the abyss. Remember the abyss? Remember the abyss? I'm like, mm-hmm. oh, you mean like Johnny Ringo? I said, I don't know the actor's name, but Johnny Ringo. He's like, yes, yes. Dude, this man's man. He is like the manliest man. He's like the, he's always plays the man in every movie, man. He's like the man. And every time he came out, he'd be like, I saw another movie with man's man in it, dude. I saw another movie with man's man. And it became known <laughs> before I ever knew the guy's name. And I still don't know how to pronounce it correctly. Literally, when I picture him, it's man's, man's man, man is his name. <laughs> nice. <laughs> and the fact that he's going to be in Mando. I know, man. What? Dude, they're stepping up their game, man. I'm pretty excited about this. So He's such a he's such an underrated, like, great actor. Yes. Yeah, Everything. He, I don't think he, I've he, ever he, seen him in something where he's been the weak link. Where or, Like, yeah, oh. he's never been the weak link. And on top of that, he may be one of the best links on that chain. Sure. Like, he, he was the best one in Aliens, for sure. Like, oh, yeah. And I'm, I'm going to tell you what. I'm going to tell you what. Like, Curly Bill. Curly Bill and Tombstone. And we're going to get to that. Masterful performance yeah. upstaged completely by Johnny Ringo. <laughs> yes, man. Yeah. And that Johnny Ringo was not the leader of the gang. Hell, hell even Kyle Reese and Terminator, man. Oh, yeah. Hey, what a what a great character. Oh, and he dude just in the abyss. Perfect. I'm like, I don't want to be underwater when this dude snaps. <laughs> I don't want to be underwater talking to, talking to floating water face people when this dude breaks. No. <laughs> He's scary. And I want to root for him at the same time. Exactly. So yeah, joins the cast of the Mandalorian. That is, and um, and that is so fortuitous, which means lucky. Oh and yes. Do you like how I did that just <laughs> I now? Do. Because I do. we're talking about Tombstone tonight, which was completely <laughs> fortuitous. And uh, they have wrapped their uh, the shooting, wrap filming. It's in the, the can. Yep, October is the release. I mean, one of the Ooh. rare bright Ooh. spots right now with Lucasfilm man is the Mandalorian. And they just keep, I don't know, they just keep hitting the marks, man. So, well, the Mandalorian keeps hitting the marks. That's right. Mm-hmm. Because of who they got behind, <laughs> behind going, you know. Did you see this uh, Twitter post from John Favs? I like how you're turning around. Jay uh, <gasps> He's bringing back Gamorreans. Yep. You know what? Gamorreans are in canon, but I don't even care anymore. Welcome back. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We needed one. <laughs> and the reason why I'm just fine, I am changing the rules right now. Hey, on the, welcome- the game. I am changing. No, the game, the, that game is over. He's it's, a, it's a new he, game. Just let him, just let him get out of it. It's a new game. I'm going to put more in, so it ain't going to be out of my system anytime soon. It's a new game. The game now is acknowledging the canon we already had. Yeah, true. After ignoring the hell out of it. True. For some, for some a trilogy. Trilogy. Yeah, uh, <laughs> a lot of theatrical releases. I mean, hey, it's nice that they threw like a uh, Rodian in that trilogy, uh. but acknowledging the stuff that came before. I'm not saying Gamorrean's got to be everywhere, but at this point... I feel you, brother. It's the it feels good man kind of stuff. Yeah, I feel you. So but they have to do yeah. it the right way. Not like Rogue One where Dr. Avezan and Honda Bob were just walking around for some Well, gratuitous but even then i still don't have a problem with that scene you know what i don't either because guess what rogue one's the best of the disney (laughs) releases i'll just go ahead and say it hard agree (laughs) i'm I'm a a narrow agree probably not even close i'm a narrow agree please dude i like solo a lot i know you do but not as much as rogue one (laughs) rogue one is depressing even though it's a really good movie yes but that's why it's great man it's different and but it still feels like it's star wars 
Sorry, it does. Solo does too. It's just not. I'm on team Mike. It's not as great. And I will fight you. And I have drunk man strength. As much of a fan of Rise of Skywalker as I am, still way lower, man. Yeah. Oh no, I I agree with that. I I watched it again very recently, and uh, I was like, yeah, this you know what this first thirty minutes. I like it as a, as a standalone. I, I do. see as a standalone yeah. or in, in conjunction with uh, Force Awakens even, but as a trilogy, man, that trilogy was a hard fail, man. Yeah, I'm, I'm in agreement with you. As much as I I have most of the love that I have for some of the characters and some of the stuff went on is because I've, I made myself happy. Yeah, I made right. myself acknowledge the potential, sure. not the execution. Right, right. So, word. I'm there. All right, so uh, we got some more Star Wars news. <gasps> More looks like uh, More? the Obi Wan series has picked up a new writer. <coughs> but wait a minute! You mean the Obi Wan series <coughs> that everything's completely everything's fine. fine? Nothing is delayed. Every, this kind of stuff is just like oh, you the know, someone might good. have the shits, and we got to move it back a couple weeks. The script is good. It's fine. And new it's, writer. Nope. Um, we're starting over. <laughs> Sorry. Wait, what? They're starting over. <laughs> uh, yeah, pretty much. Yeah, that whole thing when they delay filming indefinitely, it's kind of a we're starting over, <laughs> no matter what the stars <laughs> of the show say. I love you and McGregor. McGregor. Release the McGregor. <laughs> I love you and McGregor. But uh, but at the same time, he was full of total crap when he said all that. So And then it, it reeked of it then. So Joby Harold has been tapped to write the upcoming Obi-Wan Kenobi oh, series. Joby. I love that guy I've never heard of. <laughs> <laughs> Variety What's has learned. All right. So some of the stuff that he has done, it says here, Ariel is taking over writing from the highly anticipated series from Hosin Amini. He's the original writer who left the project back in January. This would mark Harold's first time writing a television series and most recently executive produced John Wick 3. So he's been part Whoa, of that. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah, that was executive a good one. produced though. So he had some he had some feedback. And, executive uh, producers, I was like, is that just like you know a paycheck? Like, okay, so here, it- here we go. Are you ready, Corey? He wrote the script for Zack Snyder's uh, remake know. of Army of the Dead. Yep, so that's his. See that that's one. Very good. Uh, you know what? This guy's got such a such a I don't know list of writing under his belt that I'm like, yeah. well, maybe you know King Arthur. That movie was weird, uh, but it was okay. It's just one of those things. It's like maybe they know something we don't because instead of going to an established somebody who's got like one big huge thing under their belt, they went to somebody who's kind of got like what? Yeah, maybe that's a good thing this time. Maybe instead yeah. of going, oh oh you just did Jurassic World, will you come do our thing? They actually went and looked for somebody who actually has some interest in some like maybe it's a good fit. I don't know. Yeah, well, we're just going to wait. I like how he's the executive producer of Edge of Tomorrow. So. <laughs> I do, yeah. Maybe he's the guy who got them to make it the way they did. Wasn't that movie supposed to be a completely different animal or something? And they oh. did like an about face and made it awesome. Good movie, though. No, no, no. I think, no. There's the, a sequel coming out. The thing with that movie was the title. They changed the title. That's what ship. it was. Yeah. yeah. I like that movie a lot. It's like Edge it's of Tomorrow. Go back and watch that one again. Yeah, I just watched actually, it again went, recently. Did you? Still good. Oh man, I uh, yeah, I wouldn't mind doing that for the podcast. Actually, yeah, that's pro- that's another one that probably there's yeah. a lot of people that don't know how good it is. It really is. I was shocked the first time I saw it. Oh, well, dude, me too. I watched it like at, I started at like midnight one night when I couldn't sleep, and I was like, wait, what? To be honest, this is a Tom Cruise movie that's better than Tepid. That may have been my first <laughs> full on exposure to Emily Blunt too. Mm. And, and now she's my girlfriend. So. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, man. You're going to have to fight Jim. I know. I have to fight Chauvinism's okay when you make yourself out to look really sad. 
That's our specialty. <laughs> and I'm very sad. Yes, so, me yeah, me too. Well, <laughs> you should watch the Adjustment Bureau, Mike. <laughs> okay. That's got Emily Blunt in it. Mm-hmm. I'll, I'll watch it. If you haven't seen that has Also, she's got Blunt in her name. That's like a that's like a doobie. It is. But with a sword. Oh, so right. call her Emily Doobie? And I just found out, I didn't know this, but that she dated Michael Buble and he was very terrible to her. Mikey Bubbles, really? Yeah. You mean to tell me that a crooner <laughs> was actually bad to his woman? <laughs> his relationship with her turned happened. his life around. You, so. you mean, wait, you mean to tell me that there was a, a, a dude what sung croon-like songs that was not was it, was a, a perfect shit? husband to his women, woman or a perfect boyfriend? boyfriend. I am stunned. <laughs> I am stunned, sir. And when I mean crooner, I mean specifically the Sinatra-esque, Dean Martin-esque yeah. type sound. Mm-hmm. Yeah, kind of. I'm, I'm, I'm positive that he must be the first one that wasn't an absolute <laughs> angel. <laughs> you, you would be right. Good old Mikey know, Bubbles. Getting, yeah. Dominating Good old Mikey Bubbles. Christmas Pandora station. Uh, so, yeah, new writer, Obi-Wan series. <laughs> Dude... I was so excited when they announced this because it was on the heels. No, Look, it's no. on the heels of of Mando season one. You were excited when they announced it, and then you were more excited when you and McGregor walked out on stage and went, "Yes, <laughs> <laughs> I it's was. Me. I was one of them people." Yep. I but I just but Lucasfilm just continues to amaze me. Continues to. Botch. I, I'm just like, oh my gosh, botch, you guys, what botch. the heck yeah, are you doing? On IMDb, he's got two writing credits. Uh, well, he's got five, but two. That have been made, <laughs> uh, and uh, they both have scored uh, mid sixes in on IMDb. All right, we're batting high for Lucasfilm quality. We're now he's also slated for the uh, Untitled Transformers project. Oh, what? No, well, now the, the Bumblebee trans- sequel, the Transformers. Oh, no, wait, project, wait, 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 yeah, Bumblebee. It's the rewrite. It's it's the reboot. They're rebooting the franchise. Oh so. wait, it's not. Is it the Bumblebee sequel or is it the reboot of the franchise? Well, no, it's I, both. Oh, they're tying in the oh, franchise yeah. now to the Bumblebee movie. Well, okay, yes. that would Suppos- be smart in supposedly. my narrow-minded point of view. Supposedly, supposedly, actually, if you if you watch the Bumblebee movie, they the tied it. They tie. I mean, they they set it up at the end. Oh yeah, no, the it, Bumble. It's it a was prequel, a prequel. Yeah, but. It they, was a, they set it up the whole it movie. It was a very loose prequel, so they could sure. very well take that and move forward. I think that's what they intend to do. That's I'm hoping they intend to do that. I that's smart, but I why would I believe that it would be as good as the Bumblebee movie? Because the Bumblebee it movie doesn't was really involve good. Michael Bay. Oh, there you go. <laughs> yeah, that was okay. Come on, all right. All right. The odds are better. <laughs> They're better they than that otherwise. They yeah. just went way up. So yeah, yep. we'll see what Joby Harold yeah, can. Yeah, uh, we'll see what Jabroni Harold can do. Jabronius, yep. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, that's all I had for news. What? What? What's going on? I don't understand what's happening. I don't know. Right what are we doing? It's the Porkins by the week, guys. Oh, Porkins! Somebody's having a roni over here. I don't know if y'all know this, but the dude what composed the music for that Tombstone Western movie about the Wyatt Earp and the shootout oh, at the yeah. OK Crown and thing. Yeah. Yeah. Also won a daytime Emmy Award for Best Original Song, which I would like to do a reading from right now. <laughs> oh, no. See if you can the recognize See if you can recognize this song that he won Best Perfect time, Strangers. Best, so again, the composer of Tombstone. Are you ready? <laughs> <clears throat> We're tiny. We're toony. 
<laughs> We're all a little loony. And in this cartoony, we're invading your TV. <laughs> we're comic dispensers. Yes. We crack up all the sensors. Oh, yeah. On Tiny Toon Adventures, get a dose of comedy. You just said it. You just said the name of the show. So here's Acme Acres. It's a whole wide world apart. Our home sweet home is standalone. A cartoon, cartoon work of work art. art. It is. The yep. scripts were rejected. Expect the unexpected. <laughs> On Tiny Toon Adventures, it's about to start. All right. For oh, those yeah. who are not, have ever been exposed to Tiny Toons, Tiny Toons were brilliant. Tiny Toon Adventures were brilliant. I will say they Tiny were, Toons they changed, still are brilliant. changed afternoon cartoon well changed mm-hmm. cartoons mm-hmm. it that, really it really kind of was the pre precursor to family guy and oh yeah all that stuff mm-hmm. man. Oh, absolutely they, they i mean remember it was steven spielberg presents tiny <laughs> adventures remember that <laughs> yeah and, you're right and right, they right. were yep. having like prime time specials about this upcoming show on fox it was going to change it and they really did it's like they were doing the slapstick comedy of the old uh yep. the old warner brothers yep stuff but they were working in this sort of like madcap comedy that was like sarcastic and acknowledging of like current events and then it, it stepped up even more when Animaniacs came out right oh yeah I always remember Animaniacs making Jimmy Hoffa references <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> yeah. seriously but that's what even the old ones were brilliant I love oh yeah I love Lo- uh, Looney Tunes because they were a cartoon that kids watch because it's Bugs Bunny and Donald Duck or yep. I mean uh, Daffy Duck right but they always the dialogue always that had something for adults always. Yeah. Every mm-hmm. time. Oh so. yeah. And we don't know that cause you don't see them on TV anymore. Cause it's all too violent. <laughs> yeah, you don't see it on TV. Right. You know, my, my mother was telling me an anecdote about being out with the, uh, with the, with the, the nep- nieces and nephews and their other grandmother was out there and they were watching Tom and Jerry. <laughs> it was on cable or yeah, something. They're watching right. Tom and Jerry, which yeah. was, and they were dying laughing. They'd yes. never seen it. Yes. My nieces and nephews and, watch it. Yeah. And uh and and the other grandma says to my mother, says, Are you sure it's okay that they're watching this? It's Blows so my violent. Mind. Blows and my, my mom mind. was like, This is what your kid grew up watching. Yeah, right. <laughs> Somehow <laughs> he's they, a counselor. They, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> you know. But yeah, like this oh, this whole stuff. thing changed about oh we can't have children exposed to violence. They might go out and get giant wooden mallets and beat <laughs> yeah, people with those. You. Yeah. Just like watching the three stooges, right? Yeah. What if they run off a cliff thinking out. they can just keep going until they look down? <laughs> and actually that oh. that's a good point about Tiny Tunes. It was very meta in the fact that it would break down that old comedy trope, mm-hmm. like the run off the cliff until you look down. They would actually like like actually like analyze it in some of their shorts, like the actual, it was an actual thing. Like it was a class in the university that they attended. Like when you run off a cliff, make sure you don't look down, you know, That's right. that was a good show. Yeah. Really? Especially the, uh, they might be giants episode, which was, Oh yeah. With particle man, top 10 episodes of all time of anything. Yeah. That's such man. Come on. Yeah. They had Remember three that. songs. I think. Yeah, it did. It did. A little pinky in the brain. Never heard no one. That was from Animaniacs. Yes, friend. it was. Yep. Good I used to do a really good wacko impression, but I'm not going to do it now because I'm inebriated <laughs> and I won't do it justice. <laughs> Hello, nurse. <There. laughs> That's yeah, it. Yeah, well, that was wacko and yakko. Yeah. Let's see. Hello. Wacko nurse. for some reason had a slight weird English accent, <laughs> even uh, though even though yakko sounded like he was from the Bronx in the 1920s. 
And dot just sounded like dot. So I'm just saying. Mm-hmm. I'm just saying. Anyway, hey, guess what, guys? It's time hey. to talk about some crap. All right, all right, everybody. All right, we got to cash this tombstone picture, okay? <laughs> We're going to cash this tombstone picture, all right? All right, Wyatt Earp, right? Main guy, who we got? Who do we got lined up? Who wants to do it? Kurt Russell. Oh, you ready? Oh, yeah. yeah. All right, older brother Virgil, kind of grizzled, kind of veteran oh, of the union of on the union side. So, well, you guess what we got? We got, we got Sam Elliott with Sam the bristle brush, yeah. with the big old mustache, right? Can't get any manlier than that. Exactly. Now, we need a little brother. Okay, the we need brother. a little brother. He's got to be tough, but also endearing because he's younger and wait, maybe wait, wait, a little wait. more naive. Wait, I got the perfect guy. All right, all right, all right. <laughs> Hit me with your best shot, Bill Paxton. Now, hear me oh, out. Hear me out, it. Chet. Chet, you yes. want me to cash Chet from Weird Science? Is yes, more Weird Herp. <laughs> yes, but hear me out. It's gonna work. It's gonna work. All right, I'm in. Trust me. <laughs> <laughs> Way to sell it. Who? The hell decided that Bill Paxton was the perfect freaking actor <laughs> at that time. To at that time, <laughs> right? You know, the game over, man. Game over. <laughs> game over. Oh no, this guy's perfect, guys. Trust me. Wait, wait, wait. <laughs> <laughs> Bill Paxton. And then they were, went. and then they were right. <laughs> they were so right. Oh, Tombstone. Uh. There's a little bit of some Val Kilmer in that movie too. Uh, a little bit, a little, little bit, a little bit. Batman. You want to know something? You know all those quotable quotes by Val Kilmer in the film. That I'm your Huckleberry, mm-hmm. or uh, your Daisy. If you do <laughs> all that stuff, comes from actual historical accounts. Accounts oh, of awesome. people who were who were there in person, like literally the yeah, Daisy. If you do, that's at the shootout at the OK Corral. That is taken from a firsthand experience of someone like, like uh, yeah, that was there. Yeah. Same thing with, okay. I'm, I mean, I'm just, I'm coming right out of the gates with this. The whole scene in the river. No, where literally yeah. Curly Bill shooting no. at Wyatt Earp like crazy. And he can't <laughs> hit him. Go out there. Yeah. Literally, you know, right before Val Kilmer says, Oh, he's over there walking on water. <laughs> like, <laughs> like literally bullets can't hit him. He's bulletproof. That is from a first, First-hand account of which one was it? Was it was it Turkey Creek? It might have been the Turkey Creek dude McMaster, uh, who uh, who actually died of his wounds in a farmhouse later from that battle from that fight, and he was actually recounting it to the person who lived in that house exactly what had happened. And that's exactly word for word how he reported it took place. People think after going and seeing Wyatt Earp with uh, with with uh, uh, with with a uh, Waterworld boy oh, with yeah, Robin yeah. Hood in it, right, yeah, yeah, yeah. with with Kevin Costner, and they think, oh, well, this one's the more, more historically historic, accurate. Yeah, right. Okay, Tombstone. I'm gonna give you this is fun. Yes, it is a popcorn movie. Yeah, but they did more for this movie to actually incorporate these tiny historically accurate details sure. right. than any of y'all give it credit for. Yeah, truth. This movie is the bomb from front to back. Yes. Mm-hmm. All right, I'm going to take a nap. Uh, I will <laughs> concur. I'm just going to jump right in and say I I. Told you guys I haven't seen this movie in probably twenty years. That's, the last that's time, crazy. Wow, I watch it every couple of years, years, dude. At least I, 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 re, re, I'm, I was trying to remember this. I was a young man the last time I watched this. So it only I came out what twenty five years ago. When it was ninety three. Ninety three. Yeah, twenty seven. So, 
Yeah. So I probably. <laughs> I mean, it's probably been it was probably been late nineties, early two thousands. Last time I saw it, right? So and I was a ultra wise. I was a young man at that time, so I didn't fully appreciate it till I rewatched it today, right? Oh. So back then, I wish I wish I could come at it that fresh. <laughs> back then, when I watched it, I loved it. I still uh. remember loving it, but I, you know, I think I told you guys before we started, you know, this. Uh, the things that I appreciated when I was a young man was just the shootouts and the yeah. one-liners and, and all everybody the- looking all flinty-eyed because yeah. apparently they spent three months staring in the sun before shooting started. <laughs> right. <laughs> oh, man, that's cool. It's so manly and blah, 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 blah. That hawk-eyed, um, handsome devil. As a as a older man, as a more mature man, I... Got it. I, old grizzle breaking down. There right. you go. Broken down. Yep. Definitely that part. Whipped. <laughs> no, watching it today, though, I really appreciated it from... The perspective of just these guys, these three brothers. When you're a kid, it's good guys and bad guys. Yes. When you're an adult, it's oh wait, someone literally protecting their family. You understand the family like, dynamic. Like you, you pick up on it when you're a kid, but you don't get the whole hey. We finally decided to quit chasing yes. waterfalls. We are as TLC said. We are. We've done our public service. Right. We they were they were lawmen back you know back home. Oh yeah, they now, were they were the Union Army. They grab their young brother. Veterans. They move out west. They're yeah. going to make their fortune now. Yep. This is their time. Like we've finally done it. We're going to lay down roots. This is it. This is a silver tuna. They bring their wives with them. <laughs> they're planning to, yeah, they make their fortune, you know, have families and babies and everything else. Yep. And, um, you know, and then all as this. As long as this, the laudanum doesn't kill them. Yeah. <laughs> and, and then all this other stuff ensues. So, I mean, the, the I guess what I'm saying is, is yeah. an older man, I, I understand the broader, the the, the broader um, brush strokes. It feels like when you're a kid, it feels like they're going to make their stand and fight it out. But when you're older, it's like, oh no, in a weird way, they feel cornered and trapped. Sure. Right. And have to fight it out because it's like they, they're at the point in their lives where they now believe there's nowhere they can go where this won't be what happens. Sure. So it's like, all right, and, here's where we and make to our stand. kind of just make the point that you're saying there. I mean, one of my favorite scenes rewatching today was the scene where um, um, Sam Elliott goes out on the street and the um, the Cowboys are out there shooting up the street yep. and they're just barreling down the street and he grabs this little kid, you know, just before he gets run over horses, by the horses yeah, yeah. and hands him off to his mom or it's either a mom or a teacher, I can't remember. Yeah. And she walks off a whole bunch of kids and he's just sitting there. He's like, I can't do this. Next thing because, you know, he's strapping on the he's strapping on the uh, the metal. So let's back up. There are people who haven't seen Tombstone. Tombstone is based on true story about Wyatt Earp and the Earp family. Now, this film focuses on Wyatt, Virgil, and Morgan, and company. Of course, Doc Holliday, right? Right. But in actuality, there was like thirteen Earps there. They had the, their sisters, a stepbrother. There was another. There was a couple other brothers. But I mean, literally the whole. The Her family clan. wasn't just the three brothers and Doc. Mm -hmm. The whole clan moved into town. I mean, the entire family. So they were, I mean, when we say laying down roots, they were laying down roots. But the film is basically at the time when they arrive in Tombstone, Arizona. Arizona? Yes. yes. Okay. Mm -hmm. I'm too drunk to do uh, geography, guys. It's Arizona. Um, so, yeah, they're arriving in Tombstone. This is after Dodge City. This is after the Civil War. This is after they've already done the whole lawman yeah. thing. Right. And so they're literally, it's it's not retirement, but it's like the home stretch. Yeah. Right? Right. And like, they're this is. They've done public service. They're doing this for yeah, them. We, now. we did what we did. Now we're going to come together as a family. We're going to move to this boom town and we're going to, we're going to, we're going to settle up. And 
the film takes literally they're getting off the train showing up but there's this the problem is out there there's this group called the cowboys mm -hmm. which back then cowboy didn't just mean anybody with a hat and a six shooter right you know running cows right. uh well it did but in this case, the cowboys were what this gang called themselves, who were united, and they were thugs. And I'm not going to say they it's were just, just like murderers in general, but they, they were, were. They did not close, respect law. They were as close to organized, like the first. I think the movie even says at the beginning, yeah. as close as you could come to organized crime in the West. In the West, right? Exactly. They were. They were a bunch. Probably most of them had been former cowboy, like actual cowboys. And so that's what they called themselves. They were red sashes. And the movie starts with them like breaking up a wedding in front of a certain church, you might notice. <laughs> Was yeah. it? Yes. No. The church in the first scene of Tombstone is the church from Three Amigos. Yeah. <laughs> I did not know. Uh, now I love this true. movie even more. I uh, Porkins Porkins kid mentioned that to me while skipping out to his mom's station wagon oh, a couple man. weeks ago. So uh, that is in fact the exact same church, and that's where you got Johnny Ringo there translating the Book of Revelations and everything. Yeah, you know that's oh. not what he said. You ignorant. That's not what he said. You ignorant rich. <laughs> Spanish is bad as your English. <laughs> I love the reaction of that dude, that pencil mustache. Uh, he's, like, yeah. dude, he's, like, he's like, yeah, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> but uh but yeah like so this is a you know and we get through and the, the great thing the thing i like about this movie is that it doesn't culminate with the shootout at the okay corral right you expect it to that's like maybe 60 percent of the way through the film yeah and but it's really the 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 climax of the movie is the ride of vengeance of the herbs and <laughs> uh, the mcmasters uh, but it's not vengeance it oh, is a reckoning. A reckoning. <laughs> right. You're God, right. That's one of my favorite lines in the movie. And again, <laughs> you see you see the four of you see Doc, Wyatt, McMaster, you know, you see them doing that, but it actually there were like another Earp, James Earp, I think, was with them and stuff like that as part of that big ride where they just start basically I mean, they go Super Saiyan and just start oh, yeah. murdering the I hell over nine thousand out of everybody connected to this gang. Yeah. They're well. They they basically they joined the U.S. Marshals and yeah. they're like we're done. They, they they said oh 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 I'm sorry. Did you think we weren't going to be sheriffs of your town because we're now U.S. Marshal? <laughs> that's how he says it in the film. <laughs> Just like yeah, see exactly. that. Just word like for word. That. Says U.S. Marshal. <laughs> After he like spurs him on the face. Yeah. I clan you son of a. Anyway. Uh, so, but yeah, they go on this you ride. Tell I'm where, coming. Yeah, and hell's coming with me. You hear that? Anyway, uh, they go on. Yeah, this after basically what happens, they murder Morgan, the younger brother, yeah. Bill Paxton. Well, first they attack. They attack uh, Samuel that Verge. They attack Verge, and they, they oh right, they lame him up. Yeah, they lame him up. <laughs> he gets shot in the arm. Right when and they, then they yeah, then they shoot. Uh, then they shoot the younger brother in the back. Yeah, while well, he's yeah. playing pool. Yep. Yeah. He's like, hot damn, this game. <laughs> Bill yeah. Paxton thinks pool is the coolest thing ever. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, so then it becomes, all right, I'm going to take the women. I'm going to take Verge. I'm going to put them on a train. And guess what? Y'all just done flip the switch. It's time to kill every one of your asses. If you think, I'm going to say it. You ready? <laughs> if you think the montage from the end of Godfather, where they go around <laughs> executing everybody, right. you know what I mean? Yes. Like I Mo do. Green gets one in the glasses. Yeah, Wait, right. is Mo Green. Yep, he is. Or was that the dude from the second one? That was Mo Green. Mo Green gets one in the eye. Yep. If you think all of that is BA, 
Fie on you. Fie mm. on <laughs> you. Fie, I say. A pox upon you because this scene to me is one of the greatest, like, literally, if you're gonna, if you're if you're gonna do a, a metaphor for like the four horsemen of the apocalypse, yes. no one's done it better than but this movie. And that goes back to the the revelation. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Hell's coming with like, me. There's a pale that's horse, a and upon that pale horse rides. And that's the death. that's the but cinematography. They're all famine, pestilence, none of them. They're all just death. <laughs> and that's actually one of the beautiful things about this movie where I, you know, talk about how much how many lines in this movie are supposed to be historically accurate, or at least from firsthand accounts. Right. Um the fact that they weave that kind of like heavy handed uh, symbolism into it, but they do it so well. Yeah. Oh, you're, you're yeah. doing the little, the little oh, salute man. after, after, uh, wasn't they, even, no, it wasn't even a no. salute. He was holding up number. We got the oh, first yeah, one. 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 So how he just pulled up the scene where <laughs> it's just up. now, this is the climax to me of the film. This is where everything changes. Yeah. Where why it's got Ike Clanton by the, on boot put, on chin. He put Virgil on the train. Put Virgil on the train. <laughs> and then the, he sees a couple dudes going up to actually get on the train to execute Virgil and just shotguns him in the back. Virgil looks out and waves at Wyatt. Wyatt's still got the shotgun, the double barrel up, and he just holds up one finger. <laughs> this is one. Of, this is, if not the most badass movie of all time, one of the most badass movies of all time. I don't even care that the chick from House Sitters in there in the purple dress being like, that's fortuitous. It means lucky. <laughs> I don't even care that Billy Zane's running around in long hair and tights. I don't yeah, care. It's all fine. That's Bring on fine, because this is the most badass movie that was ever <laughs> made, y'all. Ever made. Yeah. It, right there. And hell's, this, you tell him I'm coming, and hell's coming with me. You hear? Hell's coming of, uh, with this, me. This Sorry. movie getting made, like, I did some brief reading on the making of. Oh, nice. And it, it made me appreciate this movie a lot more, because this is one of those movies that the kind of movie I like where there's no reason it should have been this good. No, it shouldn't all. have worked at all. Yeah. It's like the, it's like the star Wars, the star Wars movie, right? It, there was problems oh, yeah. the, over budget behind schedule. Way behind it was schedule. a bad, you know, the genre was dead. They had to fire the director. But, yeah. This one, they had, they had it written. They fired the director. They brought a new one in and he basically gave him two days of briefing, like just set him loose on it. Uh -huh. And, and, uh, this is from Val Kilmer's, uh, I guess, one interview he did about it. He said basically Kurt Russell directed yes. the whole thing. Oh, yes, wow. Kurt Russell. He, they hired a yes man director. Wow. Yeah, he he basically stepped up, and he and Val Kilmer would stay up like work twenty hour days. Yeah, and sleep in the trailer there, uh, the trailer together. Yep, just working on scripts and scenes and storyboarding everything. Wow. So this is basically their baby. And you can tell because their friendship in real life, like it reflects so well. Yeah. In the movie. Well, and just their closeness in the film, despite the fact that Doc and Wyatt are diametrically opposed. Well, yeah, at like, least they're <laughs> they're polar opposites. Well, yeah, because Doc Doc is from Georgia. Yep. Which he was born. Uh, he was probably old enough to remember Atlanta burning. He was probably in his teens. <laughs> yeah. Sure. So yeah. he's probably has either relationships that had fought for the South. Mm -hmm. He himself didn't, uh, but yeah. And then you, and then you got Wyatt who fought for the North. Yep. So yeah, they are. Who's from the Midwest. Opposites. Yeah. Yeah. Well, well, just the, the West, the West that, you know, slash Midwest. One's a, one's a lawman and the other one is as like a, a poker yeah, player. Like a, yeah. Poker a card player. Shark. 
And a fat and a quick draw. Kind of, yeah. And a drunk. And a <laughs> and well, a cheat, actually, maybe. you know, okay, they play up a little bit of the drunkenness for Doc Holiday in this film, uh, especially the scene where he's got the little cup and you got Johnny Ringo doing all the tricks with the gun and then he just <laughs> spins the cup on his finger and everybody laughs. So you get the, you know, Doc's drunk or at the at the card table. He's like, I know, let's have a spelling contest, I Clanton. <laughs> <laughs> In actuality, Doc Holliday didn't drink, didn't imbibe. And it's, it's argued that he may not have imbibed at all. Hmm. Uh, he drank coffee all the time, and it may have been related to his tuberculosis. That the yeah. alcohol would dry him out and exacerbate his problem. So right. all he drank coffee and water, and that's pretty much it. That's at least one of the accountings of which there are many because yeah, you guys gotta understand. Back in the 1950s, there were people who were around that witnessed all this. Oh yeah, right. <laughs> and right. this is when westerns were at their peak. Sure. And so the fact that the westerns were like you know this is back when you know my dad was like you know uh, I have a picture I have a picture of my grandmother and my dad who was like six maybe at the time in a cowboy outfit. Posed with the Sons of the Pioneers. You know the Sons of the Pioneers? Mm. They're that band, like, oh, the tumbling tumbleweeds. You, I mean, Garrett's got to know some of their music because he's a Coen Brothers fan. But, mm -hmm. like, they were this cowboy singing group. Mm -hmm. Like, that was, if, you know, kids didn't have options back then. <laughs> if you were right. a girl, you were into dolls. If you are a boy, you were into cowboys. Cowboys, right. Mm -hmm. It was the thing. And there were people still alive that were around to witness were, this. Yeah, cowboys. And cool. so, yeah. It, it, it was a major, 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 major cultural touchstone that was still alive at the time. Mm -hmm. um, the fact that's, that this was done in the 90s. Yeah, that's what's so great because the Western genre was dead. Dead! Like, at that time. Yes. Completely at, at, dead. Absolutely. Except, except for like maybe uh, Dances with Wolves, which... It's considered a Western, yeah, but it's, it's not. Is it really? It's uh, not a traditional yes. Western. No, and that's then, one. And then Unforgiven, I think, came out shortly before this, which won All right. a yeah. bunch of awards. Yeah. Uh, confession. Four, I think Unforgiven was like late 90s, though, wasn't it? No, Unforgiven? I believe Unforgiven was earlier than that. I still have oh. not yeah. seen Unforgiven. And I only think it, that did so well because... He said it was his last Western film that he was going to do. Right. Uh, but he it, is like, in... I, uh, I'm not into westerns yeah, per se. Like I'll watch something. They're okay. Yeah, just but Tombstone is like is is like if for people who don't like westerns but want to watch a western. See exactly when I every time I watch it, Tombstone, I have the desire to watch another western, and then I watch one other western and, and be like disappointed. No 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 because no, no, I'm very choosy. But I'll be like, okay, I'm good. You know what I mean? Like I'll enjoy it. Okay, uh, uh, one that's I almost hold in as much regard as this is the re is the more reach the Coen Brothers True Grit. Oh yeah, that is an amazing movie to me. It's not as good as Tombstone, but it is amazing and what perhaps that, even more historic. What's that train run that's that came out? Three Ten to Yuma. Three Ten yeah. to Yuma is yeah, a great a another one, one that Affleck. served all of these movies. I saw Three Ten to Yuma in theaters because I had just watched Tombstone. Probably because I knew 310 to Yuma was coming out and I wanted to get in the mood. Yeah. Right? But uh, same thing with uh, the more recent uh, version of Magnificent Seven. All of these are good movies. None of them holds a candle to Tombstone. Yeah. No. Yeah. Not a single it's just, one. It's just so, like, the traditional westerns are so slow. From It's just, like, long well, scenery. That's, yeah, that's the time. Horse riding. But yeah. this one, it's like, it's not fast no exactly but it's at a pace where it, you you 
you don't get bored. And it's a longer film. It's 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 approaching the mic full, length. Mic yeah, turn off length. Well, no, it's two hours. It's oh, is it right only two? two hours? It's okay. no one hundred and thirty. Sure. Like Dances with Wolves seems like it was a hundred hours long. That's true. Still I was a great still film. watching it. For oh, some I love it. Yeah. I love that so film. Amazing. With also it's amazing a good movie. Music. But, but no. you're right though, yeah. because the James Horner between the action scenes. The dialogue and what's going on is, to me, just so interesting. This is one of the most quotable movies oh. of all. I got oh, two yeah. guns, one for each oh, of you. <laughs> I mean, Val Kilmer steals every Dude, scene, despite really the fact does. that everyone in the movie is a scene stealer. Yeah, that, I mean, Billy Bob so Thornton, true, Doc. I didn't know you was in town back when he was still chubby. Say <laughs> <laughs> when. when. Seriously, man. I mean, Val Kilmer, you're really he really does kind of steal the show. I mean, this is a Kurt Russell movie and and the brothers and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. But Val Kilmer, every time he's on screen, but he's it's just, not he's not hamming it up. No, 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 no. No, not, not at all. I mean, it, 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 the, the dialogue is so catchy that you want to believe it's Hollywood, just <laughs> too Hollywood, but it's not. It it's, helps that Doc's a character in himself. Yes, and like Absolutely. yeah. So and even if he does, uh, you know, I'd not say overact, but like act up a little bit. Yep. it fits the character. Perfectly. Now you know what Doc's, uh, Garrick. You might know. I only say that because you studied history. Like you knew, studied all of it. <laughs> oh boy, I'm gonna be a quiz. <laughs> what Doc's? What what Doc's uh, professional uh, career of study was? Yeah, he was a dentist. Dentist, and you know how I learned mm-hmm. that? Oh wow. How? Ghostbusters, the real Ghostbusters animated series. Nice. Oh, really? Yeah, they had an episode where they went to Tombstone and they were actually fighting the ghosts around the OK Corral. I think, nice. I think he did like dental surgery. So he was like, yeah. it wasn't just like knocking teeth out. Well, maybe it was back then. Who knows? Yeah. But uh, Val Kilmer, man, his scene, he was so interesting because, he, I mean, he wasn't only charismatic, but just the whole fact that he had tuberculosis and that mm-hmm. he's struggling with that the entire time. But he has the charisma while also being deadpan. Yeah. Yeah. Just, he, he's just sweaty and deadpan. <laughs> yes. The whole movie. I, I, like, seriously. Even, like, I'm a you know, daisy if you do. Holding his hands out. <laughs> I'm your huckleberry. Like, doing all that stuff. Like, he, yeah, he'll move his arms around, but his face is still 100% mustache, western, very, deadpan. Very stoic. He always stands real still. He doesn't move a whole lot. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean... Mm-hmm. <laughs> Absolutely. He, oh man, yeah. His he's like, he's like, he looks relaxed, but he's he's still like coiled. So like, you can tell he's still coiled, ready to the snap. Yeah, it's, coiled it's is a great way. That's a that's the right that word. That may be Val Kilmer's. I mean, that may be his like best role ever. I, I'm oh, yeah. trying to think. I, I mean, think so. Absolutely. I liked, him in, I liked him in Top Gun. I liked. Him, I even I liked like him, him in Batman. I like him in Lock, Stock, and Two Smoking Barrels. But he's a completely different <laughs> character. Sure. Oh yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? In this movie, to me, this is like. I mean, you could make the case that this is one of the top ten performances of an actor as a as a as a as because a real of character. Everything that he had to portray. I mean, yeah. the, the you're right. I mean, the, the sickness, sickness, the loyalty, but <laughs> the at the lo- same time, uh. the, the 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 devil may care attitude. But that's thing. He's devil may care because he's dying, but he also cares a lot because he's dying. I mean, we're talking about one of the ultimate complex characters played like a sassy ass mofo in the <laughs> best possible you know way. What? One of the the best moments in this film. There's and there's many with with Val Kilmer, but the scene at his deathbed mm-hmm. when White tries oh, yeah. to play cards with him. Yep. And you know he's what are you, you know, doing, Wyatt? Wyatt's trying to you know trying to cheer him up and and whatnot. Yep. And he's just like he holds Wyatt in such high regard. Yeah, he's like I don't want you to see me this way. 
please leave. Yeah. Please, yeah, he pretty if, much if tells you, him to leave. Honor, I don't want you to remember me like if this. If you honor our friendship in any way, if we've had anything between us, yep. please leave right now. Yep. I, that Whereas was so Wyatt, Wyatt is like, I'm such a lucky guy. I survived all of this, and I now realize that I am mortal, but at the time, I wasn't even thinking about it. <laughs> so I feel like it should go around and be a good dude. Yeah. When in, but, but, but yeah, Doc's in there going, you're not being a good dude. Because from my point of view, you're like I'm less in your eyes but as a even, result. So go go off and remember me the of way that, I was. Because you could still you oh, could yeah. still Bell Kilmer still, even though he wanted not he didn't want Wyatt to see him that way, mm-hmm. he still portrayed a an appreciation. Now almost the same almost done. the exact same scene is in Wyatt Earp with Kevin Costner. Okay. Almost the exact same scene. And it's good. It's nothing. Not held nothing. Nothing. Like now, now, don't get me wrong. Those movies came. They, these movies came out a few years apart. Okay, but close enough together about the more or less same story. Sure. That obviously draw a lot of direct comparisons. And I would say that the way Wyatt Earp did it was completely like they did a good job. It's just not fair. <laughs> that that Tombstone <laughs> did it so much better. <laughs> like it doesn't need to be compared because they did yeah. a good job. But it's like. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Oh man, Billy Bob in this movie. <laughs> <laughs> Johnny Tyler. So I'm I'm sorry, Doc. Oh, I'm sorry, Johnny. I didn't realize you were still there. You may go. Slapping him upside the head. <laughs> he's like, leave the leave the gun. And he tries to hand it to him. He's like, no, just skin like, that smoke. Put it on the ground. Dude, that's the other thing, man. How many, how many how many people did, great did Kevin, actors oh, were say, in this I was movie. you say, how many actors did Kurt Russell slap, smack, or hit <laughs> with their <laughs> own weapons? <laughs> take out the take out the gun and hit him with the butt of the gun over his head. Yeah. So of course, you know the Kurt Russell, Val Kilmer, Sam Elliott, Bill Paxton, right? Oh but yeah. Of course, Michael Bain is Johnny Ringo. We oh yeah. Already been singing well, the, let's acknowledge Curly Bill. Curly Bill. Oh my God. He's been, he's like a classic Western actor. And he Powers was so Booth good. Powers Booth was amazing in that role. <laughs> it's like, it's, it's, it's like, like, it's not it's, even fair that, that, that Bane was upstaging him as Johnny Ringo the whole time. Cause Powers <laughs> Booth is so good. <laughs> yep. Perfect in that role. Jesus, that, again, that's Johnny. probably his, his swan song too, man. I mean, he just, he's done a few things since he's been old and gray. Oh yeah. Yeah. No, no, he but, has. Yeah, he's a like, great actor, but I mean that, wow. That, that he, just, he just laughs at everything Ringo does. Yeah, he like, does just constantly laugh at Ringo. There he goes. <laughs> Keep this guy around. <laughs> He's no. a load of laughs. Now, if we talk about money here for a second, what I'm comparing uh, Wyatt Earp and Tombstone, it's quite interesting because they almost flip flop. The uh, um, the box office for Wyatt Earp was twenty five million. Mm-hmm. And fifty-eight million for Tombstone. Yep. Uh, oh. The budget for Tombstone was twenty-five million, <laughs> and the oh, budget wow. for uh, Wyatt Earp was sixty-three. See, I'm not surprised oh. because that's the thing. When Tombstone came out, like we said, the Western genre was dead. When Wyatt Earp came out, it had new life because of Tombstone. Sure. And like, also, Kevin Costner well, he, was a huge well, draw say, at the time. Yeah, at that time, that was he was in the middle of his. And that's prime. the thing. That's like, I call this. I call Tombstone. It is a masterful, masterful production, but it's also a popcorn film because anybody should be able to enjoy Tombstone. <laughs> you know what I mean? That's yeah. a popcorn film. Sure. It's, it's accessible, right? Wyatt Earp has got long, beautiful vistas, shots, and you know, beautiful mountain right, and everything. Right. Like, it makes it gorgeous. Yes, which you it's see more in a lot of traditional western. Yeah, you see it in a lot of Kevin Costner's later projects, like Open Range, like some of the series that, it, like you know, Open Range is a movie. 
But then I think there was also a series that he was involved in that had the same kind of like Kevin Costner loves doing Westerns. He loves doing historical picks too. But Wyatt Earp was like, all right, we have a set. It's this big. Let's milk the shiz out of it. You know what I mean? Right. And they right. milk it for everything. Now, can we give some credit right now to the dude from Wings? <laughs> Thomas Hayden Church. Thomas, yes, Hayden, Thomas Hayden Church. Church. Yes, the, yes, the yes. whitest teeth in the West, man. <laughs> That's what I'm Was saying. Was I mean, dentist? How? How? Right. Could have been. Oh no, yeah, Thomas Hayden Church. I mean, uh, we haven't even I, talked. I, no about- one had seen him in a movie at this point, and I'm gonna just. I might not be right, but I'm just saying it. No one had seen him in a movie at this point. He was. He was. Uh, what was his name on Wings? Not Lloyd, but like something like Otis. I don't remember his name, but you know, he's a weird, said all the weird stuff. Bull. Bull. Yeah, Bull Shannon Bull. was his name on Night Court slash Wings. No, but, uh, but yeah, like he, he, like he was just the guy who said the weird stuff on Wings. And now I remember being one of the weirdest things when I first saw this movie. I'm like, why is dude from Wings on this movie? And then I was like, oh, wait, Low, uh, Lowell, Math, Lowell. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. You think I'd remember my own uncle's name? <laughs> You but, think anyway, uh, it, but he's even on like, 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 play some camp down raises, dude. We haven't even talked Steven about Steven Stinking Tyler or not Steven Tyler. <laughs> <laughs> I would like to hear Steven Tyler do camp down. We raises. haven't even talked about Michael Rooker yet. I know Michael <laughs> Rooker with a full head of curly hair yeah. and, and no hook, no hook, no hook, no, no hook, yeah. no stink hand, no hook. <laughs> So no stink palm. He wasn't Mary Poppins, y'all. He was not yet Yondu. <laughs> yeah. Michael you Rooker with Yon, curly you brown got hair. Yondu. You got Batman. Yeah, Batman you and got, Yondu. You got Ego. You got Sandman. Oh, man. Sandman. Yeah. Heard. Oh my gosh, how many cuffs? The Phantom. The Phantom. You got the Phantom. <laughs> 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 not thought about all the comic book Dude, characters. but even, even Jason Priestley and, and uh, Billy sure Zane, Billy we Bob mentioned Thorne's him. Yeah, Billy Bob. Yeah, Jason Priestley. Dude, even Charlton Heston is in this Charlton film. Heston, which yeah. was, those were the only scenes the original director shot. They took really? so long just to shoot that very wow. short sequence or what ultimately ended up being a short sequence. Yeah. And he got fired after that because they were so already so far behind <laughs> schedule. Yeah. I guess also, Charlton but, Heston said, schedule me at the front. I don't want to die before the film is done. But like Michael Bean, like going back, I mean, I just can't talk enough. He's, this Dude. is probably in my top five like favorite villain of all time, oh, yeah. Johnny Ringo. Like he, I don't know how he does it, but his eyes, his eyes, were like were like dead. But like, well, there was like so much of him. It's like, there. He's got, he's always got this look in his eyes where he's confused, he's upset, and he doesn't give an f. Like, like, like he's he's if, angry, confused, and upset, and doesn't care. All no, the the, like the, I've seen that look like maybe once or twice in my life, and I'm like, it scares me. Yeah, like, you know something. Something he, violent. There's yeah, something, something going on. <laughs> he in this film is. I mean, he's actually pretty much the ultimate badass. Right? Oh, absolutely. He's film. the man's man. And man's man. And it's hilarious because like nobody, even Wyatt Earp, right? I mean, Wyatt comes to the point where he's like, he's talking to uh, Doc in bed. He's like, I can't beat him, can I? Yeah. And Doc's like, No, no you can't. <laughs> Mm-hmm. <laughs> and he's like, you know, White's giving instructions to his guys, you know, okay, you guys just, you know, when you hit the shooting starts, head east, you know, or whatever. And, uh, but when Doc is involved mm-hmm. in the conversation, there is a look in Michael Bean's eyes that he's just like, mm. yeah. 
He's, you see him <laughs> kind of scared for the first yeah. time. And it's the first like, time he looks scared and he tries to act like he's confident, but it comes across as I'm throwing caution to the wind because I'm screwed. It's, um, yeah, and it's and it all starts at that poker game, right? Yeah. Where, I mean, where basically Val Kimmer's calling him out. Mm-hmm. He's just like, yeah. I know who you Latin, are. Latin fight. They t- oh, the, <laughs> Latin dude, the, fight. the conversation in Latin, man. Oh yeah. my gosh, that was so awesome. Oh man. <laughs> Mike literally just made the dual beat off <laughs> other dudes' hand motions. Wow. Wow. That's how excited he Middle got. out, man. Middle out. Oh, no, but man. that's where he, I mean, that's where he realizes, you know, because Michael Bean up to that point is just like, you know, nobody can hold a candlestick to me yeah, because I am so overconfident. Like the whole thing right here, the scene that's up on the screen right now where, where yeah, Wyatt's pulling up and they've got, they got Morgan's body in the back of the car and like, well, we're leaving. And Curly Bill's like, well, bye. bye. <laughs> and then, and then here you get Johnny Ringo. You smell that, Bill? What's that, Johnny? Smells like somebody died. <laughs> that's like one of the like worst I get yeah. goosebumps because yeah. the way he says that was like right in front of Wyatt as if to say yeah your brother's dead and you can't do anything about it and I don't care <laughs> yeah. because I'm the world's ultimate badass right right <sighs> so but um, and, but that's what sets up perfectly the encounter at the end of the film with Michael Bean and who he thinks and who he is thinks is Wyatt Earp. yeah because Wyatt is supposed to go out there and they're going to meet and they're and they're going to settle this shit right yep and so Wyatt's going out. He's talked to Doc, and he's going out there, and he's making his plans and whatnot. But Doc pulled himself and out of his deathbed. This bed. is one of the greatest scenes in all of cinema. Dang oh, yeah. straight, when, hands down. When when Wyatt, when Wyatt's walking up to Michael Bean, you know, to yep. Johnny Ringo, and Johnny's like, "I didn't even think you had it in you." Yep. And he looks up and he goes, "I'm your Huckleberry." I'm your Huckleberry. You're like, oh my god! Yeah, yep. he's, he's like silhouetted under in shadows, like yeah, under he's a got tree. His, he's got his wide brim hat down. <sighs> yes. I'm gonna so give you a little background on like that. the shadow. I'm gonna give you a little background on uh, I'm your Huckleberry. Now that is what was in the script. I'm yeah. your Huckleberry, but it is argued whether the original phrase is actually "I'm your Huckleberry." Or which, by the way, is something that a firsthand account, not of that scene, obviously that scene's fictionalized dish. Sure. But something that he would say. Um, it's I'm your huckle bearer, possibly. Oh. Which the huckle meant the handle on a coffin. <laughs> so oh, you want to fight? <laughs> I'll be your pallbearer. <laughs> That's, That's badass. Even <laughs> First, you just think, "Well, I'm your cute Southern twang," and it's like I'm the bringer of death. <laughs> oh, but that scene, and then Michael Bean realizing Johnny Ringo realizing it's fucking Doc, man. Yeah, and just the there's fear that moment in his that eye, bleeding a moment of yeah. terror He's in his eyes. Oh shit! And, oh man, like, Val Kilmer is so smooth. He's like smoking a cigarette. Man. Yeah, oh yeah, smoking a cigarette through his uh, tuberculosis. <laughs> While he's like fingering the handle of his gun, yeah, he's get smoking cigarette oh, with the consumption. That's the best, the best setup, man, because my, you know, because Johnny Ringo, he's like, he's like, get, by trying the way, to no, it's just his hand. Now let's just say at the point, it's been it's been hinted at throughout the film that Doc is a badass with a gun. Now, but at the shootout, of the OK Corral, he was he had a yeah, the shotgun, yeah, the shotgun, right? He rode shotgun, and he literally even calls it out, like you know, I'm gonna he right. they have a line. He's not, he can't do what he used to do. But you hear that he was one of the fastest guns, right? Mm-hmm. This is the first scene, and it's one of the penultimate scene, like close to one of the last scenes of the movies. And it's and it's the first time you actually see Duck Doc actually truly draw on yes. somebody. Yes. 
And, and so you is, don't know. He was just in his deathbed with blood coming out of his mouth. He's sitting here soaked in sweat, pale as a ghost. You're like, oh, I mean, I think I know what's going to happen. I mean, I'm pretty sure, but I don't know about this. I mean, the whole idea that he's in his deathbed and he was like, what's it What's it like wearing the badge? What's yeah. it like? And then Wyatt leaves it with him. Yep. <laughs> and then he takes great. it to He just him. takes it and puts it on. <laughs> and he shows it to Johnny Ringo. He's like, it's legal now. It's legal. <laughs> and just, oh my God. You're right because Johnny, or I mean Johnny Ringo, he's like slowly working his hand up, but but Doc, he's got his hand just kind of. He's literally, he's, he's like, tickling. you know what he's doing, <laughs> you know what he's doing. He's he's treating the gun like it's lady parts. Yeah, yes, that's, and let's let's not lie. That is exactly oh what he's doing. He because he's always trying to emasculate this everybody. Is, he fights. This is my favorite scene in all of westerns and and probably top five like all when, time, where. Ringo goes to pull the pull the gun. He's pulling up his hand slowly past the holster. And before he can holster. even get it out of his holster, and Doc just really tapping the Doc, butt, tapping the butt. Doc has already shot him in the head and put it back. Yep. And he's watching Thanks. him die. Yep. <laughs> and he's, he catches him <laughs> and he's, he's mocking him, him. He's like coughing. He's like can't make. He's got a bullet in his brain. He's like he's like come on. And Doc's like come on. Come on, shoot me. He's shoot like, me. Yeah, he's like yelling at him in the face <laughs> while his brain is just twitching and shooting his gun at the ground. And Doc's just like, that's right. You're going to die like a dog. I'm going to treat you like a dog. Oh, my God. Oh, The fact that this is anywhere near historically accurate, <laughs> if it's even in the ballpark of history, it doesn't matter that it's not dead on. This is like, um, yeah. this is poetry. Yes, it's amazing. It absolutely is. And of course, Wyatt gets there right after Ringo dies. Like, oh, wait, what? <laughs> he tells me, he goes, well, I may not have been as sick as I let on. As I let on. <laughs> yeah. so great. I want to know, what do I need to do to get Kurt Russell's eyes? First off, his eyes are sky blue. Yeah. His pupils are about half a millimeter in diameter. And he's got these hawk shapes. Like, do I seriously need to lay in the sand and stare at the sun for like seven months? Will I get Wyatt Earp, you know, Kurt Russell eyes? Oh my gosh, his eyes. And they, even Mark, like Billy Zane has a line where he talks about his eyes and his stare of, you know, about a man who's spent his life in the sun or something like that. Like, I'm like, how, wait, he doesn't always look like that. I mean, don't get me wrong. Kurt Russell's a good looking dude no matter what. <laughs> but, I mean, in this movie, it was like, what happened to his eyes? Oh, my God. <laughs> That's not all mustache. <laughs> yeah. Kurt Russell. Yeah, that, yeah. Was, that was all real facial hair, too, except for, like, one. I think the, the mayor of the, uh, of the town. Yeah, it was all real facial hair. Yeah. Good on him, man. That's right. Yep. It showed well. Did you know that there's a Stallone in this movie? There is a Stallone mm -hmm. in this movie. There's also a White Earps in this movie. There, White Earp the third. Yeah. 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 Descendant of White Earp is in the film. That's true. Let's remember Wyatt Earp Frank didn't Stallone. die to what? The yeah, Frank Stallone the other Ed, Stallone. Ed Bailey. Uh let's let's remember that like Wyatt Earp didn't die but like what 50 60 years ago or 70 years ago or something like that like he died in 26 was it 26 okay oh, so more like 80 more like 94 Jeez. More like a, almost like <laughs> under 100 when we were kids it wasn't that long ago oh, man. <laughs> oh no Seriously. it was Seriously. our shut age up. before that shut up yeah but yeah, a little more than that but I, either way God, i could i mean this is a movie where i could i could potentially watch this movie like every month and never get bored with it Oh yeah, I would have never. I you know when I saw I the scene, I'm I'm so jealous that you haven't seen it in as long as you have. 
and then got to watch it anew. Yeah, I'm it was, so jealous. It's pretty fun today, man. It was pretty fun. I didn't realize that was Billy Bob, by the way. Oh, that's because he hadn't gone emaciatedly <laughs> yeah. anorexic yet. Oh, yeah. Right. He's kind of chubby. Yeah, he, he was, was a chubby man back in the day. Back when he was still uh, giving the old heave ho to uh, Brad Pitt's ex. Yeah, and some Angelina. Yeah, back before the Angelina, Angelina. days. Mm. But uh, yeah, I, I love because he's still, that's actually Billy Bob's real voice. Doc, I didn't know you was back in town. Like, that's how <laughs> Billy Bob sounds. <laughs> But yeah, even Billy Bob is like the chubby bully is awesome <laughs> in, in how much he sucks. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah, that scene too. Oh, look, at the, look at the fear in his eyes. <laughs> when Wyatt just storms like three steps, maybe even two. Because he closes Billy on him because he reach, he starts to reach for his pistol and Wyatt sees it. And before he can get his hands on his pistol, he's in his face. He's about three inches from his face. Yeah. He, Skin that smoke Wyatt, Wyatt doesn't have a piece. This is before he started carrying a piece again. Yep. And he's telling him, he's like, pull it. Come on. Pull it out. Yeah. Shoot me. Yeah. Why aren't you doing it? It's skin that smoke wagon and see what happens. I do not want to paraphrase this scene. It's one of my favorite lines of all right, you do that. Because it's ridiculous and still legitimized by the look of sheer badassery on Kurt Russell's face. Like, I don't care, Chubbs. I don't care. You he are nothing. He takes the piece. Him by the ear like a school marm. Throws him out the door. Tosses him takes out. the piece and throws it back. And of course, he doesn't, doesn't have a look. He just throws it Billy back. Bob doesn't even have another piece, so he has to run home and get his like varmint gun. Yeah. <laughs> oh, this is great because this is at the very about, beginning of the movie. How, how's 10% sound? <laughs> 25. Oh, 25. 25. He comes out and he tells his brothers, well, I just got 25% of the take. Yeah. <laughs> You're the one, what? <laughs> oh, man, I love this movie so stinking much. Watch oh, time. that's when... Doc, yes. I'm telling you. I didn't know you was in town. I didn't know you was in town. Y'all say it like <laughs> Billy Bob, man. <laughs> On his falsetto, I didn't know you was in town. <laughs> Yeah, and also, can anybody smoke a cigar more badass than, than Kurt Russell? No, pretty much no. not. Maybe like uh, George Papard. <laughs> oh, <laughs> nice. good, good call. Good I call. don't know, but a, but a thinner cigar, a skinnier cigar, not like oh, a Cuban. Skin, yeah, that's fine. You got to do a Western cigar. My gosh, this is one of the one well, of nature's what? most perfect. The films. one thing we haven't <laughs> talked about really is is Sam Elliott's performance. Oh, uh, because too. that's the thing. Sam you Elliott, don't have to because he's so good at this. It's, it's, it's spiritual. Everything. Yeah, it is spiritual. It is. I mean, you can watch him on the ranch talking about you know Chevy. Says, I hate Chevy trucks. <laughs> but or you can watch him in Big Lebowski going. I have another one of them good sarsaparillas. It doesn't matter. Actually, the three brothers just their scenes together because <sighs> this whole thing. Wyatt is over the whole they as soon as he walks into town they're trying to get him to be the law the right? yeah because he's the recognized second. from like his printed like like lithograph <laughs> picture right you know what i mean so but they're like nope 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 we're not doing it but sorry done we gave it up sam elliott has that you know come to jesus moment where he's like if i'm gonna live here yeah this, like this place I, is lawless you know and what? it's not gonna work and and they have that moment where they're um, Jesus Verge, <laughs> where Virgil takes the badge, right? Yep. And uh, he doesn't realize it, but his younger brother is also taking the badge. Yeah. And he walks in to talk to him, 
And Verge basically lays he's like, he's like, you got us into this the moment you brought us here. Yep. He's gives like, him the gives him, finally, <laughs> it's the first time in the movie you hear Verge, who's the more stoic brother. Right. right. Give the older so, brother. Suddenly he's the older brother. Because right. Wyatt's the middle of the three. Mm-hmm. Right. But they look up to Wyatt. Yeah. But it's the point where Virgil finally has had enough. Yep. And he's like, all right, let's, you know, it's pretty much like Wyatt, I get it. Right. But you got us into this mess and right. now we got to be adults. And he's like he's like I can't watch these people suffer. And he mm-hmm. was a lawman too and he's just yep. like no, I can't do this. I'm I'm stepping in. And you know what the cool thing about it cuz you just said they both looked up to Wyatt. Yeah. At that moment, I love this film because at that moment Wyatt's like, "Okay. All right, you're the big brother. I'm taking I'm following your lead now." Yeah. And uh, it's one of the only cool. moments in the film where you see Wyatt as type A as he is yep. around other men. Yep. Take he's a back like, seat he's, to his older brother. Take a back seat, yeah. And well, and it was after it was after Bill Pax, and he's like, he's like, talk some sense into your brother, and, mm-hmm. and then Bill Paxson yeah. opens his shirt, and he's got a badge on too. Morgan, <laughs> you can't do this to me. <laughs> yep. And he goes, and the look on, on Morgan's face when he pulls back the pulls sorry. back the lapel, yeah. and he's got this like sort of. <laughs> but you know what? He looks at Wyatt at that moment, and he goes, he goes, I just did what I thought you'd do. Yep, and I think yep. that's where he gets he gets Wyatt, to, and he's just like, "All right, all right, yep, all right, I'll do this." This is a powerful film, it's y'all. Very powerful, powerful <laughs> film, and fun. Oh, so much fun! That's the thing; it, it never gets preachy. It as really powerful doesn't. as it is, it never gets preachy for a second. Oh, what a good movie! Oh my gosh. Well, we've talked this one into the ground. We did, man. We got another episode to record. Oh, man. So we're going to wrap <laughs> this one up. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for joining us for gushing about Tombstone. Won't you run out and follow us on Twitter, FlyCasual1138, where in the profile you'll find a link to the Discord, also found on the website, betterkind.com. And join us on the Discord where all the conversations happening. We want to hear more from you on there about what we're talking about, what you'd like to hear us talk about, and just what you want to talk about. So please do join us on Discord. Run out review the podcast. Give us a nice little review. Go to YouTube, Fly Casual Podcast. Search for it, and you'll find it. Subscribe it. Ring the little bell, because that's a thing for some reason. And run out and give us a nice little review wherever you get the podcast. In the meantime, we're going to wrap it up. I'm Corey. Over there's Mike. 99. Over there's Howie. Morning, morning. Over there's Garrick. Uh, afternoon. That was really afternoon. Original. That was great. Huckleberry. Yay! He did, he did it <laughs> with a quote. Hooray! I'm your jelly. <laughs> I like that. Good job. Good ending. Yeah, I like it. Bravo, mate. Right on. I think he's wonderful. <laughs> <laughs>